Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Hey everybody, Murph here. We are releasing this on November 3rd, 2020, Election Day in the U.S. We strongly urge our fellow Americans to vote if you haven't already, and we'd like to give you some content to bring along with you to your polling place. Uh, we are releasing three episodes of our D&D Court series from the Patreon. Uh, Dungeon Bailiff Jake brings us cases from the audience, and me, Emily, and Caldwell are the Supreme Crit Justices who hand down the sentences. I'll put the time codes in the episode summary in case you want to skip around. Uh, so get out and vote. We're here with you. Court is now in session. Welcome to Mixed Bag of Holding, everybody. Mixed Bag. Mixed Bag. I totally almost forgot what we do here. We stutter our way in. It's been a month. It's been a month. Maybe we should just start going, mmm. I like that. Okay. Next bag. Do you guys want to try nice. that again? All right, let's take it again. Ready? Let's do it. Okay. Ready, everybody? Let's, let's do it again. Uh -huh. Welcome to Mixed Bag of Holding, everybody. Mm, mixed bag. Mm. That's a good oh, mixed bag. Tastes like Tasty. bonus content to me. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this month, uh, we're doing D&D &D court. We had uh, people submit uh, their cases to their our Patreon, um, mm -hmm. and um, we're going to make some decisions. We are the judge, jury, and executioner. You will be wow. executed if we decide <laughs> I'm sorry. that you were wrong. I begged him Crazy. not to do it. Yeah, but we have we simply have to. We have broad <laughs> powers to do that. Um, but I think uh, Jake is sort of our um, bailiff. I guess it would. Yeah, the bailiff. Uh, Jake, Jake, you've got the um, the cases here, Indeed. and he's going to bring them up, and then I think we'll vote. Um, oh, wow. And we have an even amount of people, so this is the <laughs> so worst kind of <laughs> vote. So sometimes and there's going to the be kind of person. I'm the kind of person who will- Who will just ruin it? Who yeah. will just split a vote, who will right. save my vote for last, and then oh, just split it. it if there's Terrible. a- mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Uh, we'll have to do roll-offs in that's that case. That's what democracy is, just oh, making that's sure cool. both sides are represented. We'll send yeah. it to a roll-off. Really good. Emily is the New York Times um, <laughs> interviewing Trump supporters for no reason. Very own great lady. op-ed. Yeah. Uh, sweet. Uh, Jake, why don't you take it away and read our first case? 
I appreciate that. Hear ye, hear ye. D&D Court is now in session. The Honorable Judges Murphy, Axford, Tanner, and Hurwitz presiding. <laughs> Introducing the first case, The Table versus Kaylee E's DM. Ooh. Kaylee writes, here is a classic. I play a kick-ass half-orc pirate who is a druid of the shepherd. My okay, DM and I... Vote. I'm already going to Okay, in. that's not... <laughs> Kaylee, wait. We killed the DM. Kaylee, you did nothing wrong. Or Emily. Shepherd, Emily. Order. I want to know what kind of animal Order. Order in the court. <laughs> I will have order in this courtroom. <laughs> My DM and I have gotten into many, many debates about the spell Conjure Animals. They state that because the spell description says the DM will have a list of possible animals, that I do not get to choose which animals to summon, mm. and that the DM gets the choice. We've made a compromise where I'll roll on a random animal chart, but I still firmly believe that nowhere on the wording of the spell does it say that the player can't choose what animal to summon. Mm. Okay, I have some strong... There's lots of conjuring spells... If if it's fully on the I like I like the middle ground of rolling. If you're like, no, I don't want to give my players that power. I'm going to uh, I'll, I'll limit it, but at mm -hmm. least let them roll. Because if you can't choose, then the DM can just be like, cool, you conjure elementals against this uh, lava man. I'm sure you want to conjure uh, ice elementals, but guess what? I'm going to say that you conjure fire elementals. Mm -hmm. You know, it's too like, much power, too much power in the DM. Yes, I think I think technically the DM is right. That you're okay. not supposed to be able to choose. Yes, I agree. That's what, what I'm are. saying. They um, they are right, but but it is kind of it's not an overly powerful spell. So I do think that the rule of cool should out outweigh that. Here, here. Oh, okay. I like setting the precedent of rule of cool. <laughs> I do think the rule of cool should allow it. Um, is there a rule of cool clause? Because technically the DM is right. So just mm. purely unbiased judge, I have to side with the DM here. But I do think that they're being a knob. Can I? Uh, I but <laughs> okay. I would also say, though, like because like if you're doing like conjure animals, right? You could have a really super fun, like if you're like, I want to conjure a bunch of animals. I've got like a health potion. I'm going to do it at a high level. Um, I haven't used conjure animals in a while, but I'm saying hypothetically, you want to conjure some kind of uh, like uh, birds, a flock of birds you can send to uh, health potions to the other people in your party because you've all been separated or something like that. That's a super fun, interesting move that if your DM is like, cool, you conjure... Uh, you conjure uh, burrowing rats. Yeah. You're like, cool, I guess I will. I mean, you can make that work. The rats could create a tunnel and then they could like pour the potions into the tunnel and then the potions <laughs> would go underground through the tunnel and then all of the players could slurp it from the, the ground. I can imagine this DM would definitely allow yeah, that. Yeah, I think this, this DM seems super chill. <laughs> can I offer um, a split jury compromise? Just okay. perfectly down the middle. Uh, mm. Just a real centrist solution to this problem. How about uh, you get to roll, but the player gets to roll with advantage on a random table. So you get like two choices narrowed down. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Is this? Are we coming up with solutions or are we just telling people if they're right or wrong? Because um, I think, I mean, I think that like telling people whether they're right or wrong isn't as helpful as maybe coming up with a fun solution. But it's really funny like, to just like be like, "I'm so sorry, you're guilty." 
<laughs> and you are sentenced Very to death. True. Summarily yeah. executed, actually. It is interesting because they they clearly have spoken and they have come up. They've with landed some on kind. a great compromise. They I think landed compromise. on a compromise. I think they landed on a great compromise, but I do think Caldwell's tweak to the compromise is really fun too. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like the Supreme Court will often just kick stuff back down to the lower courts. Like we don't even have to decide here. We can just kind of be like, that's working. No decision. I'm gonna yeah. say, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and make my ruling personally, and every, and then everybody else can vote. My ruling is that the DM is a knob, but is right. Um, yeah, I mean, my <laughs> ruling is that yeah, rules as written, the DM is right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's something that like then I would say let's kick this up to a higher court to actually sort of debate is this the most fun option or is that could the spell we are the judge jury and executioner (laughs) caldwell jake i mean a lot of my contemporaries will argue that you got to stick to the constitution as it's written but uh, i myself think that it is a more fluid document and will always support the rule of cool i rule in favor of the player (laughs) <laughs> you have a hammer. I have a, a miniature Paula has Thor's a hammer, hammer, and I guarantee that sound did not come across as anything other than like you putting a drink down or something. <laughs> All it did was make my dog very confused. So I'm not going to be using the hammer anymore. <laughs> Jake, what is your ruling? Uh, Judge Hurwitz, Hurwitz abstains. Oh my um, god! I, yeah. So, so okay, I'm going to abstain too. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, me and Caldwell roll off. Beautiful. <laughs> I got a one. <laughs> I got to grab my dice. Y'all, y'all talk. Y'all debate. I'm curious to hear more information about this because um, they c- kind of already came to a compromise here. Yeah. So this I'm wondering actually... what was what was I going on. I said that cause... I think that the compromise is good. Yeah. I yeah. think that the, like in in an ideal world, not very many cases like this elevate themselves to our court. Like these things should be settled at the table. We are <laughs> we're kind of like the final. Right. This is our warm up case. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got a one. I rolled a fourteen. Okay. Rule of so, cool. Okay. Rule, rule of cool, cool prevails. Wins. So we have to execute. Prevails. We have to execute their DM <laughs> for right, following the rules and then also compromising. But by using the rule of cool, we have to do it in a really funny way. Okay. We, in an ironic way, maybe we'll conjure very specific animals. I think yeah. we ask Kaylee what animals they want to conjure to uh, to eat them. Everyone is going to be, yes. If you are wrong, you get eaten by whatever animals uh, Kaylee conjures. Okay. That is our promise. You will have your day in D&D court. (laughs) Our second case, may it please the court. The people versus a frightened spider. Matt B. writes, your honors, people of the court. I was DMing a party who were exploring a castle that started flying. The castle was at an altitude of two miles, around 10,000 feet. Uh, The druid... Emily already has decided to side with the druid. Okay, I side with the druid. (laughs) The druid decided to question a spider in the lobby of the castle. I said the spider was friendly, but too panicked to be helpful, as he was terrified at the castle being so high in the air. The party fiercely disagreed on this, arguing at length that a regular spider would be too small to be concerned by the elevation of the castle. I argued that it was akin to witnessing firsthand your entire nation be lifted out of the earth into the sky. Whilst not directly feeling it, it would likely alarm you. The party additionally stated that many spiders can live at altitudes of up to 30,000 feet. I admitted that whilst this was true, this spider did not. Naturally, (laughs) this minor disagreement ground the entire game to a halt. So fair judges, who was in the right 
At what altitude would the average spider be scared? And okay. does the fact that some spiders live high up mean they don't care about potentially falling to death? I'm gonna actually side with a DM because I think that there I think that if this spider originally lived at a way lower altitude, it would it would likely have altitude sickness. And yes. it would feel the change and, and the altitude sickness would at least alert, even if it did not have the awareness to be like my castle is up in the ground, the altitude sickness would be enough to say something's off, something's wrong. Listen, that's a very good point, but we do not even have to argue this. This is something that we can prove in real life. I challenge you, the player, next time you go on an airplane, to just bring a spider with you. (laughs) (laughs) And see if it freaks out. Yeah. Um, My cats did not like being on an airplane. Yeah. Yeah. Most no, animals a, that live on the ground it, aren't it's a crazy bad, about it's it. It's a bad time. Mm. Um, yeah, completely sad with the DM here. This is this this one is much more clean cut than the other one. First off, this spider could have a different personality. It's a magic mm. world. Not all spiders have to be the same. This could mm, be a scared right. spider. This could be a spider he, who flies spider around has all the anxiety time. Anxiety already. Yes, exactly. <laughs> This this spider has a goddamn anxiety disorder, and you are not respecting that. The players aren't respecting that. <laughs> can I give a suggestion that like they could have like yes, okay, you can have a conversation with this spider. It will be puking the whole time though from <laughs> altitude sickness and mm-hmm. a panic attack. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that spider's lungs are going to be almost like. <laughs> Fully deflated. There's not enough air up there for that spider. The lungs are very tiny. Yes, I believe that all like spiders just have a self-preservation instinct. Mm -hmm. They have a fear of like their environment being changing. They probably it's probably very uh, sensitive to any goings on in the castle. Right. Uh, So I can imagine it being panicked at this. And I guess I have to ask when you use the speak with animal spell, you're not gifting intelligence to the animal you're speaking. No. Mm -mm. So this is still just a normal, very dumb spider. Yeah, so which is why, like, if they could have had a conversation with the spider and the spider could have just been like, I'm scared, ah, I'm scared, what's Mm -hmm. going on, I'm scared. At which point, maybe maybe if you said, like, oh, well, if you can, like, stack on some kind of, like, calm emotions kind of thing on Mm. there, maybe you can get a little more information from it. Yeah, yeah, that's, I think that's the only argument you can make against a DM that makes a choice for a character is to be like, I tried to cast calm emotions and they said it still wouldn't calm down. Like that's kind of bullshit. Mm -hmm. But that spider, if the DM says, this spider has tiny sneakers on and loves to go to the gym and run around the track. And you just have to accept that. The DM is right. That is yeah. what that fucking spider does. I don't care how dumb you think it is. In um, another in another campaign, I have like a I have a once a, a tome that lets me speak with stones once a day. And yes, whoa. I make sure to use it every single day. Um and the stones know what they know. And I don't question whether or not they should know more. The you know, like know the DM decides what the stones know and we just leave it at that. And mm. the spider has anxiety. And I also have anxiety, <laughs> so I side with the spider. Sickness. Yes. Yes. If uh, they okay. had given the spider a very tiny paper bag for the spider <laughs> to blow in, I think maybe they could have solved this issue. But they just tried to argue with their DM instead. They could have role played to calm that spider down. There mm-hmm. was yeah. there were ways to talk yeah. to that spider, but Absolutely. they they went out, they, spun they chose out not instantly. to. Uh, I'm ready to do my judgment. Uh, the DM is 100 percent correct here. Um, yeah. 
I'm for um, getting these players eaten by a, a bunch spiders, of bears. By scared spiders. spiders. They should be eaten by spiders. Yep. <laughs> hear him, hear him. Uh, yeah, I, I, on similar, an airplane. I similarly weigh in that um, that the biology of creatures in general is kind of up to the uh, DM a bit because you are creating your own world. And if you say spiders don't live at this altitude or this breed of spiders doesn't live at this altitude, yeah, you know, that's just got to be the case. Yeah, and in my personal experience, which is not, it's not, not a lot, you know, spiders <laughs> tend to be skittish. So I, I would believe that a spider would be scared. Definitely. Yeah. Caldwell, do you roll with the other judges? Yes, uh, we, this wow. is a landslide. It's then unanimous. the decision, unanimous. Wow. Uh, your they entire table is, will be eaten by spiders. <laughs> I hope you find a new group who can commit to sort of a weekly thing. They will, I'm um, going to roll a D8, see how many days they're going to be left in the web before they're mm-hmm. eaten. Smart. Uh, just one. Just one oh, day. Wow. wow. Hungry spider. Well, okay, quick and painless. Or quick one and painful. Of, yeah. <laughs> agony, curiosity, wondering, is this one day or not? And then at It'll the end like of one day, finding days. out it's just one day. Yeah. It'll yeah. feel like a lot of days. Our next <laughs> hearing, and may it please the court, it is time for the Aarakocra <laughs> decision, a case that Ooh. will set the precedent for many a table. Our plaintiff... Our plaintiff, Alexander V. writes, In our home campaign, one PC has an Aarakocra monk with 25 AC and mm-hmm. mobile, so he's very hard to pin down slash hit. I'm shaking my, shaking my head already. Murp is shaking his head. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> and Keep in an going. encounter on a moving ship, he had the banishment spell cast on him. We proceeded to get whomped by the pirates, so we all had to flee except my character who died alone below deck. Oh so God. all the pirates surrounded the spot where the Aarakocra was banished from. So when he came back, he would get whomped. But he argued that he would come back in the water behind the ship because the ship kept because the ship Ooh. kept moving from where the banishment spell was. Cast. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's I have to look at the. That's fun. I think I kind of side. Yeah, let me look up banishment. I you know what I'm gonna I, look it up. Yeah, players who play Aarakocras are pains in the asses because <laughs> they can fly. Because they can fly at level yeah. one. Mm-hmm. I remember even for Onyx S and Asimar, there's like a one Asimar that you get flight. I think, and I was like, I'm not gonna fucking fly all the time. <laughs> okay, banishment. The target reappears in the space it left or in the nearest yep. unoccupied space. Okay, there you go. so they're technically correct. Here's my question, though. Um, do you need to be within some sort of range for banish for your concentration on banishment to continue? Either way. In which case, the, the ship Either way, have, they w- then they would have came back earlier and still, maybe they wouldn't have gotten whomped as hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they still would have come back. Yeah. I think I kind of side with It fucking the... kills me, but I side with the Eric Cockra. Yeah. I have to say, like, were I at the table and this was presented to me, it's just like, it's a very fun solution. Like, it is, like, yeah. true and logical, but also it's just like, oh, yeah, you would just fall into the ocean. I mean, like, <laughs> I, if the DM really wanted to kill them, Why does they could this just... DM... Somebody died below deck. Why does this DM want to fucking <laughs> died kill alone below so deck. It is, it is, is so fun... I do like thing. this DM, though, being like, I'm going to banish you and then wait for have my people wait for you to come back. Like, yeah. that seems very fun, except... This DM did not take into account the fact that the ship was moving, and if the ship that's, yeah, that's and fair. if the ship moving was benefiting the DM during the play, anyways, if they were using that in some capacity, then they were already benefiting from that. They have to be truthful to that. Honorable Judge Murph uh, sides with the Aarakocra. Here, here. Jurisprudence Emily Axford um, uh, sides with the Aarakocra. <laughs> I think I might dissent. 
Really? I, I made a scent. I, Why well, is that? It, de- it depends to me. If this Aarakocra was standing on deck and fighting, I think the space that it was occupying was the wooden part of the deck of the ship, and it would return to that space. Like, mm. if I'm if I'm driving across the country, I feel like my space is inside the car. Not necessarily. If I vanished, I would come back into the space that I was in. Well, I think the wording of it being space uh, goes against that ruling. Like, it yeah. is space. It is, like, literally the space within existence. And, like, yeah, that Yeah, it's not like be... you choose a five-foot... Uh, a five foot location on the floor or anything like that. Yeah, it's latitude yeah. and longitude. Imagine, if you will, that you are Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler <laughs> can teleport to an area that he can see. Or I guess he can tell. Yeah, he can teleport somewhere that he can't see, but he's always afraid that he's going to land in a wall or something. Mm-hmm. If you're seeing a car go by, you need to. I believe time it. You can't just uh, Nightcrawler's not sitting there being like, I just want to be in the passenger seat. I think Nightcrawler needs to be get to the correct space at the mm. right time. Indeed, this is called the Nightcrawler defense. <laughs> I that has the Nightcrawler defense has moved me. Uh, wow. to be perfectly honest, beautiful. I also kind of. I mean, I think it's. I feel like that's why this game is fun. Is like coming up with like a little thing like that to save yourself or yeah. to save a friend. Zany bullshit is truly one of the best parts of this game. This Um, is also something that would not have worked if the player were not an Aarakocra. So I kind of like, I I like that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I I thought it was going to be something about them like flying or something like that. It it truly Mm. kills me to side with a player that plays an Aarakocra, but I must. Yeah, I'm really sad that this person died alone below deck. Yeah, I want to hear more about that. I do think that the DM uh, should reward this Aarakocra for their ingenuity by giving them plus one to AC after this. Yeah, 25 really AC 26. To, plus one low. to AC and maybe some sort of ring that gives them an extra 20 feet of fly speed. Right. So the DM has been outvoted. Um, that means that uh, they are to be flown uh, 600 feet into the air by Aarakocras and dropped into the ocean. Wow. And- they're to be pecked, pecked to death by a bunch of other Aarakocras. Yes, and they're Indeed. waiting in the space for them. Godspeed. Good luck. Our fourth case, may it, of course, please the court. Caleb <laughs> G's opening and closing arguments are thus. Caleb writes, My friends and I have done a, D- a Zoom D&D session since lockdown began, and one of my friends has on several occasions eaten an entire rotisserie chicken during the game. <laughs> I argue that it is a distraction. He argues because it's over the internet, the smell can't be a distraction and it's fine. He's also claimed that as it is a medieval setting, it adds to the atmosphere. <laughs> I 100% my ruling is that this dude rules. I don't know what the thing is yet. I think I rule. He sounds wrong, but he rules. Our DM has remained neutral, but at one point tried to polymorph him into a hen during a fight, which makes me think she's on my side. <laughs> one of our group says if it's a problem, we should we should ban all food from the session. But I think outlawing innocent popcorn snacks and the odd Mike and Ike over this coquetting fiend is too far. <laughs> Very clever. Okay, I know that we're... Who's right and who's wrong? I know that we are focused on just saying who's right and who's wrong because Murph really likes that um, sort of black and white world. But like, I would argue that 
Perhaps there is a middle ground. But we're the court, I thought. Perhaps there is a middle ground where you could ask them to mute their microphone Mm. so that the sound of them but imagine if I was just bones. eating a fucking chicken right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you're looking at us in gallery mode. Mm. Imagine if I was just like breaking. Like... Let me give a little foley for the audience. Just yeah. Mm. Oh. I think you oh, definitely owe it to time. mute yourself if you're yeah. gonna be snacking, but especially it's not even just on mute. something so succulent. If I'm just chomp, like if I'm eating an entire animal. <laughs> Like yeah. this is a rotisserie yeah. chicken is an entire it's fucking an entire animal. animal. You might as well just be carving up a pig with an apple in its mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think rotisserie chicken is it's so delicious. I I love the idea. I I'm like my mouth is watering thinking chicken. about this. It's really good, but that mm-hmm. but so is a lot of things. Like going down a water slide would be fun. You shouldn't play D and D while you go down a water yeah. slide. I think aside <laughs> from it being rude, it's not fair because. You have you a roast chicken, share. and the other people you're playing with do not, and they just have to right. watch you eat this delicious chicken. Also however, so, like, however, so much... after the first or second time, and you make it clear <laughs> it's a pattern, it is kind of on the shoulder of the other players to not get themselves a rotisserie chicken. True, true, mm-hmm. true. You know, they can't exactly be like, well, I knew you were going to come with a rotisserie chicken. I could have, you know, ordered myself one, but I guess yeah, I, I got to say, this feels like it falls clearly into the player's responsibility because this person has presented a golden opportunity for razzing. <laughs> oh, just, well, it sounds like they are making fun of them. <laughs> a little bit. I think they could be going Not in harder. Like, if, yeah, if... I think they might be making fun of them in a way that's like, hey, we really want you to stop doing this, mm-hmm. but they need to be making fun of them in a way that's like, you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> you drop your dice because you have greasy chicken fingers? Oh, you rolled a one? Maybe it's all the grease on your chickeny fingers. <laughs> cluck, cluck. I'm sorry. Your mouth was so full. It took you a while to respond. You get hit with arrows. Everyone I, roll initiative now. They got a sneak attack round. I could see it being super dist- I mean, just imagine. Like, I'm trying to think of a scene. Imagine the scene where Moonshine is talking to Pendergreens <laughs> and Caldwell is just eating a full chicken, like ripping a leg <sighs> It's, it's, that's it's an really unfair good. comparison, though, because home games are different than home games have serious moments too. Yes, yeah. they have serious moments, but like, think of how much we eat in our home games. We're just right. walking, we don't we're eat... grazing. Mm-hmm. I th- grazing is di- that's grazing's not okay. Grazing. That's true. And one I think of our to home have games, your meal, we... I think you, I think if you know what time the game is going to be, time your meal to <laughs> happen when it's not when you're yeah, not time your meal before, and then if you're like, hey, I get low blood sugar. Find mm-hmm. some less. Um, I think even eating pizza or something, just like anything that you can pick up and put down quick is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a rotisserie chicken is like that, and like ribs are probably the two worst things you can rotisserie eat on chicken a fucking like, Zoom call. A multiple it's really napkins. just licking like, yeah. stuff off fingers. <laughs> if you need, like, if you need ten napkins to eat your dinner. Don't eat it. If there are I mashed still... potatoes, if there are like sides to your dinner, if, don't eat if it. If you need fact... a wet wipe, you should not be yeah. eating it during a D&D. The fact yeah. that the player defended it, though, by saying <laughs> it adds to the this... setting, though, it just keeps making me want to defend them and argue for the argue for the mute clause. My ruling is that this dude absolutely rules, but he's wrong. <laughs> yes. I side with the player. That is That is Judge Murphy. I think you got to give it a three strike system where it's a baller move three times and then it starts getting annoying. 
Yeah. Um, so I am going to have to side uh, against the player uh, and with uh, the submitter of this complaint. Yeah, I'm on the same. I'm on the same side. That's yes, what yes. I the third. Chi- the third chicken is a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I think that the precedent is anything that you need more than five napkins for to eat. Uh, you should not be doing it during your your game. I'm gonna abstain. Oh my god. <laughs> awesome. Okay, that's fine. The ruling awesome. has been made. Um, it's this. Real- this Precisely du- because this person argued that it adds to it's really good. This dude is really is to be this dude is to be eaten by a giant chicken um, during also, an emotional scene uh, also think- to provide one last distraction. Um, oh, that's a good thing. That's a good thing that you all, everyone else who's annoyed by it should just the next time that character is like having a scene that's like important to their character. That dude's not all having of emotional you scenes. take out the loudest food possible and just start loudly crunching. Yeah, you can like e- you can escalate this. Bring ribs to your next session. Bring ribs. All bones. of you secretly have ribs, and the second this person puts down their rotisserie chicken to do something important, you all just drown out whatever they're saying with the sound of smacking your lips on some (laughs) saucy ribs. I do think that we need to give this person a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. None of us have eaten a rotisserie chicken while playing D&D. I think next time we play, we've all got to get a rotisserie chicken or a vegetarian equivalent. I did eat a quarter chicken one time, but usually for that home game, we just take a break and all eat and then we get back in. Mm-hmm. I think for us to fully understand this person's point of view, we all got to eat a rotisserie chicken on camera, see how we're feeling, see if we can like s- still get that uh, emotional resonance. That, that oh, I would That'll need be... a nap after that. <laughs> That'll be one of our Patreon stretch goals. Okay, if we <laughs> if we got yeah, if we if we get up there, we'll we'll all do we'll do a live stream where we eat a rotisserie chicken and uh, we're play. gonna do minds of Fan <laughs> Delver while me. eating chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh did we we i guess we judged the chicken eater will be killed um yes <laughs> uh will be eaten by a giant chicken yeah mostly mm. or okay. maybe just trapped inside of a giant rotisserie chicken like, mm. oh, that seems terrifying <laughs> forever <laughs> for you know what let's uh roll the d8 see how many monica years. style <laughs> eight years whoa Full eight. eight years <laughs> i sentenced <laughs> you to eight years inside a rotisserie chicken and the giblets I... are in there and everything I like that. That's very Greek. That's a very Greek punishment. Yeah. Yeah. Remand him to the chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, our fifth case. May it please the court. Patrick A. Esquire representing himself in the case of the dwarf versus the DM. Mm. Patrick Mm. writes, so this was nearly, so this was years ago in (laughs) 3.0. Playing the beginning of a horror-themed campaign, the players were riding a stagecoach through a vampiric forest when swarms of bats attacked them. The defendant was the group's munchkin, who had created an utterly min-maxed dwarf with 20-plus strength and something like a like minus two modifier to dex. Don't even ask what his charisma modifier was. <laughs> the plaintiff was me, the DM, who was so new to DMing, he didn't feel he could object. Mm. Defendant jumps on top of the cart with his great axe and attacks the bat swarm. Plaintiff stressed this was a bad idea, but defendant insisted. Plaintiff then called for an acrobatics roll to get up to the top of a moving stagecoach. Yeah. Stagecoach while hoisting a great axe mm-hmm. to fight small flying rodents with a huge axe. Defendant rolls a natural one and plaintiff decides the dwarf falls off the cart and is stuck in the spokes of the wheel. Every round, <laughs> he gets to roll dexterity to try to get out from b- being dragged by the cart. 
Four rounds later, level three Defendant Dwarf expires from being dragged in the wheels of a careening stagecoach. Defendant insists to this day he should have rolled athletics with his strength modifier to climb the coach. Plaintiff insists that it is an act of acrobatics to climb onto a moving cart. Please settle this for once and for all. I think you could have done athletics to get out of the wheel. Because you could hypothetically use athletics to try to break a spoke of a wheel to Hmm. free yourself. Mm. What, wait, was he arguing? Um, but that's not the question. Yeah, the, the question is acrobatics or athletics to get to the top of the cart, right? Here's a, here's a strange thing it, is that the DM, I'm on the DM side for the main yeah. complaint, which yeah. is that if the DM says it's acrobatics, it's acrobatics. You yeah. agreed to it. You made the roll. If you want to have that debate, have it before you make the roll. Mm. And so that's it being cut. a moving vehicle, you do need to be... The fact that it's a moving vehicle does make you kind of be like, oh, maybe that is more acrobatics. However, a heavily armored dwarf falling into the spokes of a wagon is crazy. They're not going to fit, A, and B, if they were there, the wagon's not going to move anymore, and thus the dwarf is not going to take any more damage. Oh, ho, ho. Mm. Hear him. Clever turnabout. So the question is... I could see, though, the heavily armored dwarf falling, breaking enough spokes to wedge himself in the wheel, though. Especially heavily armored, you're just going to, like, that's going to be, like, an impact. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think what would have to happen... wedging itself in. I guess what would have to happen is the dwarf would have to fall off the cart onto the ground, bounce off of something, perhaps a large mushroom... And then be ricocheted back into the stagecoach wheel, break enough spokes to get jammed in there, and then they're spinning around every turn. Or presumably they fall off the roof of it. Mm. They're grabbing to try. Oh, yeah. They're grabbing at the stagecoach to try to get back on, and in doing so, their legs go through the spokes of the wheel. Mm. I think that the mushroom defense is maybe a little stronger than what you said. Um, <laughs> makes a little more sense for there to be a big springy mushroom, but that's a good idea too. I guess I'm when 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 I hear the phrase "stuck in the spokes," I'm imagining them comically actually in the spokes rolling. But I suppose mm-hmm. being stuck in the spokes could mean that like your cloak gets stuck in the spokes mm-hmm. and you're yeah. being dragged, right. which or just I suppose your legs or your which one of fine. your legs and you're being dragged. I think yeah. that yep. doesn't even makes sense but like if you're dragged by your cloak or something that makes sense um, it does right. kind of make sense though because if you if you are plummeting down either your shoe could get stuck in it or you know you could even have a shoelace if you get a shoelace stuck in the gears of a bike Oof. i mean oh, it could yeah. be oh, something yeah. like that and then the more as the wheel continues to go you get more wrapped up in it okay right. yeah well uh the the original question was they argued about athletics or acrobatics you have that debate before the rolls, not after your character dies. Right. My ruling, I side with the DM. Mm-hmm. Purely in like the space of hypothetical, though, do you think that is an acrobatics or an athletics role? I would say because it is, um, because moving. it's a moving vehicle. Like, yeah. I think it's fair to weigh in uh, and say no, it has to be acrobatics. Um, because yes, it does take strength to get up, mm-hmm. but I think the moving aspect it, it is yeah. enough for me yeah. to say, yeah. And then once you're up climbing, there, it's going to be about your center of balance. Climbing yeah, exactly. onto a moving stagecoach, I think, can be a feat of acrobatics or a feat of athleticism. But as Murph said, this is something that needs to be decided before the roll. I think after yeah. the roll, the DM was too hard. There was no reason for the dwarf to be stuck in the spokes over and over 
until the dwarf well i i again say i think i'm okay with being like no it has to be an acrobatics to get up on it um even though like i i probably would have done athletics or acrobatics but like i'm okay with the i think that the dwarf should have been able to use strength to get out of being stuck in Mm. the wheel Mm -hmm. because that for me feels definitely like you just need to slash yourself out and you know roll away yeah yes I think it sounds like we all agree that the that what's for debate or what they asked about is mm-hmm. the D, the DM was right though the DM yeah yeah was went a little too I hard. think the DM was being a bit of a little meanie yeah so mm-hmm. we okay is that a unanimous ruling in favor of the I DM don't know, but with though, the because I think I can't say that because I've had DMs that you know I've had characters that are really good at acrobatics and mm-hmm. and the DM's been a hard ass and been like no this is going to be athletics because the DM will let you know they'll uh, they'll be like athletics or acrobatics because they want both the dexterous and strong people to be able to do it but yep. sometimes if you're like I want to do this and they're like it's going to be athletics that's kind of them saying like hey this is going to be harder like I'm not going to just softball this one for you yeah. I DM think I got to be okay with that the DM also said they said that it was a bad idea essentially and they still Mm -hmm. did it Mm -hmm. if your dm gives you the wink wink and you still go ahead and do it then you're taking fate into your own hands yeah which is part of the fun sometimes but yeah yeah i I agree that if he had if he had successfully gotten up there even just using athletics it would have been dexterity to stay up there yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. well we side with the dm um the player is to be run over by a carriage Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, all right. This is this is a question that came up a lot. There's not a specific case, but I just thought we could have um, sort of a public debate about it. Okay. Oh, Ooh, fun. Okay. Let's see if we can troubleshoot. Um, I'll use Seth C's question because it is the briefest. Uh, okay. Seth writes, I think one of my players are fudging his roles. Uh, <gasps> is there something oh. I can do to keep him honest? And it's, I think it's it's very prevalent. We actually got a question to this uh, about this too. If I were you as well, um, over Zoom, it's a lot mm. easier to fudge your roles. So Whoa. I think a lot of it's happening. Oh, that's games. so fucked up. Um, first off, that makes me really sad to hear of anyone fudging their roles because I mean, I hope the dice punish you for life. For yeah. <laughs> I wonder how you even tell if somebody's fudging their roles. Is just like they always roll well. I guess yeah, that seems that's crazy. It. Yeah, I mean, I guess like sometimes you roll hot, but like other times you got. I mean, there is the thing like sometimes like when I get a nat twenty, like I, over Zoom, I feel like I need to prove it, so I do roll in a place where usually I can then move my camera down to show it. Yeah, because like mm-hmm. there is like the feeling of like no, 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 like I want people to know I really this this sounds convenient, but I swear to God, I yeah. really got it. <laughs> um, there's also online. Uh, dice rollers i don't personally like those because um i just like to have a relationship with my <laughs> dice. yeah i need that tactile it, feedback yeah. it is fun on roll 20 though you get a little bit of you get like a sound feedback uh mm. on roll 20 if when you roll on that you can see a digital dice go across the screen so and that everyone might be, everyone can see that right everyone can yeah. see yeah. that i think there's i think that's what you should do because that's like you could also suggest that as just being more fun because then everybody gets to see the number and react kind of like yeah. the way you do at a table. That's a great solution. And if you could get like the other people to get hyped about it, then like it won't seem like you're singling this person mm-hmm. out. I'm I like think that's horrified the key. by it's... the idea of someone fudging their roles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also of a two minds about it a little bit. On the one hand, I'm like, do you really want to be playing with this person if they're like 
a fucking liar. (laughs) It's weird. Um, But I guess if, I don't know, if if somebody's fudging their roles, then there's a good, I I remember I, I saw not too long ago somebody, I don't remember which DM it was, but somebody publicly tweeted something about this, about like the problem of Zoom DM games, of mm. D&D games, and of people fudging roles. And this person was like, um, if people are feeling like they need to fudge their roles, it's because you're doing a challenging enough campaign. So it's fine. It's like not a big deal. Like if hmm. if this person feels like they need to cheat, it's like I don't know. Let them cheat. I guess it's. But then you're not telling as good of a story. Yeah. If someone's fudging their roles, then like it's not as inter- It's just not going to be as interesting if they yeah. just pass everything all the time. Because it's so much more fun when you do really well and then eat shit. <laughs> like specifically, I'll that. say Trinivale, it was so fun to just start out awesome and then roll a one and a two on the Onyx's things and just fall. Like it was <laughs> like, I was like, yes, this is fun. Yeah. It's like it. you get more opportunities to come up with fun solutions when you let yourself fail. Oh, that makes me so mad. Yeah, just try and get try and doing like an online mm-hmm. dice thing that like roll twenty where you're all seeing each other's rolls. Yeah, and then you can even I don't know say it as like because you'll do it as the DM and. Mm-hmm. I think you yeah I think you can suggest it and not have it be about this one person and just yeah. have it be about like the entire table's dynamic, which I think or- can improve by doing it. Just make it an occasion. I know that on like D20, y'all roll in the box of doom. So if you have just like a special roll that you do like on D- on oh, roll 20 yeah, or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. You could be like, okay, this is an important roll. Yeah. Um, t- like, right. uh, position your camera so we can see it. Yeah, let the You could just see. let them keep fudging the bad rolls or like right, the rolls that aren't as important. But if there is something that you're like, okay, like let's take this seriously. Like yeah. you could start by doing that to a, d- a different player to introduce the idea. Yeah, yeah, that some Ooh. moments are more. Yeah, that's you know what you problem. could also do, and this is, this is some little finger shit. Um, <laughs> is pray you, tell you, you either find like an find like an article or something or something about like people fudging their roles or something like that and just share it with your crew and be like, oh, isn't wow. this crazy that wow. people do this? Isn't this? I think someone. Up? I genuinely think some anyone who fudges their roles like is not uh gonna be self-aware enough or uh they might be, just... they might be nervous mm-hmm. but no put the one's spotlight gonna be able on those to little find rats out. they're just gonna be like yeah huh, wow that's so terrible there's... i really want to be good <sighs> there's a very slight chance that they're stupid like i was when i started playing D and totally did their stats wrong so <laughs> 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 and they're adding their proficiency to things they shouldn't be adding it to. So oh. I guess check on that. Um, if this is a skilled player, then that probably doesn't apply, but worth worth mm. investigating. That's That type of problem would be rooted out in in doing an online roller as well, because mm-hmm. then that person would see. Yeah, then you see what they roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then maybe, and that would be the best of both worlds if you, if you do it online and they're like, wait, no, I add eight to that. You're like, well, you actually don't. Uh, that Rub would be their really face in the piss. <laughs> online rollers are kind of uh, like I don't like them because I especially don't like them for a D twenty, but I don't mind them for like doing damage. So like yeah. I always roll my D twenty like in person, but I use online rollers for like doing Eldritch Smites because I don't want to do that math. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so much math. 
So you might like you might set up the system that also if you're doing like roll twenty or something, you could be like, Hey, let's all do roll twenty. I'm gonna start playing music while we play or whatever. Ooh. And oh, then yeah. like suddenly like you're then suddenly it's like, oh, there's also like a dice tracker on here. That's pretty it's fun. Crazy. Maybe we should try yeah. that out. It's crazy. Wow. There's a, there's, you could just roll your dice out in the open. You just roll your dice. Let's all do <laughs> it real awesome. quick. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think you do it as a as a whole game overhaul. I think yeah. that's the way to go. Yeah. And then if uh, if they end up not fudging anymore, reward them with a nice rotisserie chicken. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can Postmates that right to their house. Swap um, the fudge for chicken. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy! <laughs> Good lord! Uh, the judge has oh, spoken. Uh, why don't we? Why don't we do one last? Uh, one last case. Yes, please. Okay. This one. Well, this one might be too quick. So tell me if you want to do another one after this. Okay. But we might, maybe this we'll one, do two. We'll do two. The horse. The horses versus the DM. Uh, sorry, may it please the court. Meant to meant to say that. Mm. Alex B writes, "Hi, we cast Pass Without Trace, and our DM still made us roll with disadvantage because we were on horses. I believe that Pass Without Trace would include the horses, and we should have been able to roll straight. Thanks. I hope this can be settled." This Let is. Let me look up. Pass yeah, let's look at the wording trace. on that one. A veil of shadows and silence radiates from you, masking you and your companions. It just says companions. Mm. Doesn't say humanoids. Uh, for the duration, each creature you choose within 30 feet of you, again, creature, has mm-hmm. plus 10 bonus to dexterity and can't be tracked except by magical means. A creature that receives this bonus leaves behind no tracks or other traces of its passage. So I think that, I think that there, I think the way I read that is if you want to be a real hard ass, then also then like the people roll, as long as it's under 10 creatures, the people roll uh, get past without trace, and the horses get it too. Yeah, they're a creature. I mean, as mm-hmm. long as they're it was cast on the horse, on the horses, yeah. then they mm-hmm. should have gotten past without trace. Although Meaning past- they would leave no tracks, and even if they're larger, I would have to look at horse stats. If horse yeah. stats say they roll with disadvantage on stealth, maybe, but I think there is a in the DMs. I mean, or it might even be the player's handbook. But depending on how fast you're traveling, sometimes you have to roll stealth mm-hmm. and stuff with disadvantage. Okay. So, oh, so maybe it was how fast they were going. Yes. All right. If this, that's the case, then maybe. This I is a would... tu- this is a tough one because if everybody has, there's nothing about pass without trace that says whether you have advantage or disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just the plus which 10. you can, you absolutely can have pass without trace and still get disadvantage yeah. on a stealth roll. That's that's totally legal. The question is just if what is it about the horses that made the DM say that? The only thing I can think of is that if the party is somewhat large, you could rule that a horse has twice as many legs as a humanoid. So that's going to be a horse counts for two people (laughs) because they basically got two sets of feet. Okay. So it could be a math problem. a party of four, Uh then you could... So one could argue that the horse, a party of four, everyone's on a horse. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, that becomes twelve. Yeah, right. I'm that's because it's all it's extra footsteps. Is it's what extra it is. footsteps. I'm going to rule against type here, Whoa. and I'm going to say that I agree with the player. That I think if it's if there's a veil of shadowy quietness, mm-hmm. nobody should be rolling with disadvantage. The horses are creatures. It does not say target humanoids. It says creatures. Yeah, this is a creature. Um, I'm gonna those, side. Those horses are in the in the shadows. 
I'm going to side with the player unless the DM was saying, okay, in the DM's guide, if you're moving, uh, if you're moving this, this fast, then you get disadvantage. If it was a based on the speed, then that's okay with me. Okay. I think we're all with the player. At least I am. Yeah. yeah. I'll abstain. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll abstain since I don't Why? know if there's a, there's <laughs> Always a speed. abstain. We're the only people who can vote. Can I vote three times? Yeah, you can. Okay, cool. I vote that you can. I abstain except for from voting that you can vote three times. Wonderful. Um, I actually vote uh, against the player now. Oh, my God. Wow. I'll, I'll, since I abstained, I'll give, vote still. I'll give my vote to, uh, to Murph. Okay. <laughs> um, we are once again deadlocked. <laughs> I give another vote. <laughs> Wait, you can't keep giving votes. Now, Murph and I must sneak around the woods uh, and try to murder each other <laughs> on horseback. Okay, it's, so let's let's do our final case. Okay. Uh, Jillian of Midgard. Uh, hey, hey. Bringing a design case. the Trinivale t-shirt. We know Jillian. Hey. Yeah. yeah, great artist. Uh, she brings a case against the DM. I was playing a character in the noble background, and her family, mother and fa father, was one of the main rulers of the country. Sev several noble families shared the job of running the country. My party and I needed to get from one coastal town to another, so I suggested that we travel on one of the ships my family owns. My fellow players and DM nearly turned the table over in <laughs> indignation and outrage, and to this day, several years later, tease me about my family's ships. <laughs> Apparently, it was laughable and game-breaking that my character would have access to a ship. Yet I unwaveringly maintain that my character, being a noble, would have some access to a ship. If we didn't outright <laughs> own one, we'd have merchant connections or something. Was I right to role-play this resource into my character? Or are my best friends right to have shamed me for five years? <laughs> one wow. thing I'll say is that there is a sailor background. Mm -hmm. So the idea that you could be a noble but also has a ship, I mean, that it, well, you could people, be a yeah. noble but just not be good at sailing. If you're one of the rulers, one of the ruling families, presumably you would have access to ships. Yeah. yeah. You'd have an Air Force One. I will say that the DM should. Anytime somebody has a character and they're like, I'm the prince, it's like the DM needs to, on uh, in session zero, figure out why the prince does not have a bodyguard, does not have <laughs> everything. Has no power yes, exactly. All. That that they can start at level one. So hmm. I agree with the DM that you don't want characters to play nobles and just be like, I call upon the armies of the five kingdoms because my dad is the king. And then mm -hmm. that just solves the problem. Um, so I think that's on the... It's not on Jillian to self-censor their character, but I think it is yeah, on the DM to be like... yeah. I definitely think it's not laughable. I think it's like... I think it's a fun thing to be like, oh, I bet my character has a ship. And if the DM says no, then you're like, okay. But I don't think... I think that was a smart instinct to be like, yes. well, I'm one of the ruling families. Presumably yeah. I have access to a ship. Yeah. The alternate is that... It like I mean, if you're the DM and you, one of your characters does that, and it's like at the end of a session, I don't know, maybe be like, yeah, okay, yeah, you have a ship, and then you fucking wreck that ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you have to imagine that they have to travel to get to that ship, and by the time they get there, a coup has taken place, or the ship has been burned or taken over by pirates. There's a lot of fun. <laughs> or to play they with. get on the ship and think everything's okay, and then you put them Yo. in the dangerous waters. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I, I think that they were wrong to shame you and laugh at you yeah, for this absolutely. role play. I don't think it was a role playing mistake. I think that it was an honest 
an honest stumble, if if that at all, and it should have been dealt with. I think it wasn't a, a stumble. I think it was clever. I think it was clever to bring up the option and okay for the DM to yeah. say no. I think the only people that are wrong are the other players who treated you like that right. was a stupid Yeah, they can't. They're not invited on your boat. Yeah. yeah. They're not <laughs> invited not on laughable. your boat. <laughs> Their punishment we, shall be to get kicked off a boat. Okay. A unanimous also, decision. Also, the idea, if if... Another thing is like if you're a DM and someone's like, I have a ship, I'm a noble. And you're like, okay. And you let them do it and you have, you know, time in between sessions to plan. You could also be like, cool, a bunch of people who have never sailed a ship got on a ship now. What are you going to yeah. do? <laughs> I bet you're, uh, you had noble servants before to yeah. sail, sail the ship for you. What do you know about sailing ships? Do you have enough money on you to pay a crew <laughs> right now on your person? <laughs> What's jibbing? Tell me right now. <laughs> Tie a knot. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that, and I, I can understand where the DM might be coming from with this. Not so much oh, the totally. other players, but like, it's so easy to get flustered when you're DMing and to like, just sh shut someone down as opposed to like trying to find a solution. Cause it's just natural to be like, oh fuck, I didn't prepare for this. Oh, um, I think the DM, I'm totally, I'm on Jillian and the DM side, just mm -hmm. not the other players. Yeah. Right. It's okay for I, the other characters to make fun of you for being rich, but not <laughs> the actual players who are your friends in real life. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right yeah, that seems clear cut there yeah there it is i think we all we all side with uh jillian in no small part because they designed the Trini awesome t -shirt. 80s trinivale yes. t-shirt yes mm -hmm. so, so i guess the greatest uh ruling here uh the final verdict is uh bribe us yes <laughs> and we are extremely we can be bribe us with art and we will rule in your favor and you can <laughs> yeah. play it for your dm bribe here, us here. with art and be a druid and you'll be fine <laughs> That's not true. I didn't. I did not side with the druid who believed that a spider <laughs> flung into the sky would we be also, completely at peace with it. You're right. And we also sided with an Aarakocra. So this is a kangaroo court. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is insane. Uh, thank it's you, a dark guys. day for That's the law. It. All right. Uh, thank you to everybody who submitted questions. Uh, I see Caldwell's got a gavel over there. Mm -hmm. uh, let's let uh, bang, bang it because court is adjourned. Nice. Yay. Bye. Welcome to Mixed Bag of Holding, everybody. Mm, mixed Bag. Mixed Bag. Now that's a little wow. Everybody at the Mixed Bag tier gets to hear the new play-tested <laughs> intro. Really play-tested. That we worked out in the short rest. It was feed. workshopped. It was met to. It was met with thundering approval. Everybody yeah. loved it. They can't get enough of it. We just we had a it, so we, we called a focus group together. Um, Some of the and greatest showed minds. them episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond, and actually, that's all we tested for. Wow, <laughs> so we that dude has a problem with his parents. Tell you what. <laughs> The show came out a long time ago. I don't know why we focus tested Everybody Loves Raymond, but we did. And it cost us uh, thousands of dollars to get the rights uh, to show Raymond to a big group of people. But when Deborah pulled out those tasty, delicious treats that she likes to bake for Raymond, everyone Whoa. did go, mmm. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers for Everybody classic, Loves Raymond on Classic this one. Deborah behavior. <laughs> Cooking delicious treats. I did not treats. know that Raymond was married to a Deborah. He's definitely married. Deborah. He's Deborah. definitely married to Deborah. I don't think she cooks some treats, though. I think they. I don't know anything about it. Things are a little spicy. I over think Deborah's cooked Raymond, Raymond at least one treat. She's definitely. 
uh, shout out in the comments if you know whether or not Deborah has cooked Raymond a treat. <laughs> you know what? I think it's fucking 2020. Raymond should cook Deborah a treat. Fucking That's right. Thank you. Yeah, agreed. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a Debranist. Wow, dude. <laughs> How about here's a new here's a new pitch for 2020. Everyone respects mm. Deborah as a show. Thanks. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I wouldn't I you know what I would show it the same respect I showed everybody loves Raymond which means I won't watch it (laughs) yeah we encourage you not to watch but you gotta respect it (laughs) anyway respect its staying power you don't have to watch yeah anything that can run for 12 seasons or whatever the fuck that show ran uh, you gotta you simply have to respect Deborah. yeah and we do anyways three minutes of everybody loves Raymond (laughs) did you start your day knowing this would happen no yeah, this is what you subscribe uh, for it's a, this is this is what the people are here for the bag is mixed uh, the, the the bag is mixed um uh yes uh, so we had originally uh done an episode of D court that we thought we were going to do as the mixed bag but we but needed we a had bonus so episode. many cool questions we had a lot that... of good yeah. cases so we mm-hmm. figured we would just do two so we posted one in the short rest feed um also, I just really wanted one. to hear more of Jake saying, "If it, what did you say? If it pleases, if it pleases the, the court, <laughs> if it pleases the court, may uh, it please yeah. the court." That's right. So I think I think let's maybe cut over to Bailiff uh, Hurwitz and uh, get right back into it. Cool. Here, here. Uh, once again, hear ye, hear ye. The in- the court is now in session. The honorable <laughs> judges Murphy, Oxford Tanner, and Hurwitz presiding. Huzzah! Uh, do you have your <laughs> huzzah? Do you have your hammer, Caldwell? It's on my bookshelf. Should I get okay. it? Okay. No, it's yeah, I can it's take my phone. Right. Just break it. <laughs> just break your phone. <laughs> it's a visual just for us and a small thud at home. Uh, call the bang the gavel, please. It's going to make my dog bark, but okay. Okay. Very good. <laughs> Perfect. Um, okay. <laughs> She's so agitated. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, may, may it please the court. Emma hmm. H. writes. I was told I was metagaming by another character in session because my mm-hmm. Outlander Woodsman character was worried a magical circle of mushrooms we encountered in the forest was a, quote, fairy circle. The character called me out for metagaming while still in character, and I had no idea how to respond. It was my absolute first time playing D&D ever in my life, and I had never met anyone in the group besides my one friend who invited me. They never asked me to play with them again. To this day, I don't really understand what metagaming is, and I'm terrified of doing it. You were bullied. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I were... mean, I think that that seems... I can't speak to whatever happened in the rest of the session, but seeing a circle of mushrooms and wondering if it's a fairy circle, first off, literally anyone from any background could wonder that. There's no Mm -hmm. reason your character wouldn't associate... Uh, you know, you're in a mythological world, but especially in Outlander, terrain is supposed to be your fucking shit. Yeah, this person must have been having a very bad day to call you out on such on, on such nonsense. Fairy circles or, are real; they yeah. uh, exist in the real world. It's just exactly. when mushrooms are a circle, like you can know that that's not Medicaid. <laughs> yeah, not only are you correct and it's fine but you were bullied and uh i'm gonna kick this person's ass yeah i'm gonna do it honestly uh, that bless, is... bless them for not calling you back because you shouldn't be playing with this yeah i'm also so baffled by the fact that it was like a fellow player like that you're like oh maybe it's a fairy circle and then your fellow player's like hey actually i don't really want more information about the world <laughs> 
<laughs> Can we please interact with this object as if we've never met a mushroom before? Yeah. And will, will you guys tell me what metagaming is? Because I don't fully understand. It's like it's like talking about the rules of the game in character, right? So, yeah, metagaming is like not just talking about the rules of the game, but it would be like, let's say there's a scene where Moonshine is talking to Hard One and uh, Bev is... Uh, you know, in another tower, you guys are in a castle or something. And Ooh. then when we cut over to Bev, Bev acts with like the knowledge that like Moonshine oh. and Hard One have. Which like, like sometimes we accidentally do, but other times when like the stakes are higher, we don't do it. You know, like mm -hmm. when Moonshine had her scene with Pendergreens, you guys were just like, you guys weren't like, can I roll an insight to see if something's up with Moonshine? Yeah. yeah. Can I make sure she doesn't go to hell, please? <laughs> yes, exactly. So, ex Can that, I pick Moonshine's pocket? I've never done this before, but for some reason now I'm distrustful of her and I'm going to try and read her mind. Can I check right. her receipts? That's metagaming. <sighs> that is what metagaming is. would be like if, if Bev and Hard One were like, uh, I want to talk to the sword, Pendergreens, and see if uh, Moonshine's been there lately. Right. My first time talking to the sword. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, I think it's, it also gets associated with like, it's I think it's a really confusing thing for me because uh like when you make like I know that I got accused of metagaming for taking a level of barbarian as moonshine um because people were like oh you're like trying to make your character better um but <laughs> nah, I'm oops. really I'm kind of baffled <laughs> by <me>, people right? <laughs> but Sorry, I also, I have a problem like, with Emily's character being yeah. good <laughs> I am. Um, why did you roll for HP? You should have just been a suck ass and died real quick. <laughs> but it was also like, I mean, I think that like, you know, like I feel like that was a move that I felt like I earned by like making uh, Moonshine really into Apple Scrumper. But mm -hmm. on the other hand, isn't it fun to make a cool mechanical build? So I don't yeah. totally understand. I don't totally understand people's... Uh, a lot of people who complain about like, oh, this is a really well-built character, um, and I'm mad. Complaints about metagaming are a lot like complaints about railroading. Yeah. And yeah. We're, it's basically like there's a 10% of the complaints that are valid, and it's no fun to completely have your hand held and be railroaded, and it's no fun to you know have people acting with information that they shouldn't know. But 90% of the time, it's just people being mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just having a bad attitude. That's, yeah. It seems like that's it's like like, what a lot of it is. It is, it is a fucking game, right? And yeah. like we are people. We're not just <laughs> the characters. So like yeah. you will do things that like are cool to like i will do things as characters that i as murph am like i'm doing this because it's fucking cool because it makes me happy you know yeah. what i mean yeah. so like right. is that is that metagaming i don't know <laughs> or is that me just having a good fucking time yeah i'm having a good time having a I good know. goddamn time i'll tell you what metagaming is it's having a good goddamn time <laughs> I baby agree. I yeah i agree like if yeah, i see someone I on the street like whistling or like skipping i'll be like quit fucking metagaming be sad <laughs> why are you fucking whistling yeah, you should be walking with your bring... head down Whenever I see someone bring their own bags to the grocery store, I'm like, quit metagaming. <laughs> like, yeah, you just fucking saved, like, what, 30 cents? You're fucking metagaming. You're touching the avocados but to try and find a good one? Quit fucking metagaming. <laughs> but also, like, yeah, I so 
if if this if you would consider this situation where this person is like seeing a fairy circle and like if you would consider this metagaming, which I wouldn't really because like the Fey Wild is a real thing. Like there are these these characters might know these things and things are inherently magical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if it were the the player being like, whoa, cool fairies! I want to go meet some fairies. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a fucking game. Like right. let yeah. them meet fairies. <laughs> Let I the think d- it could like, be considered uh, not fun metagaming if, like, the DM is setting up something that, like, your character should do, but isn't, like, necessarily advantageous. And, like, kind of, you know, like, if a situation totally is like, yes, this is what my character would do, but then you're just like, nah. Right. I, yeah. uh, I go home and I go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> right. Metagaming yeah. to not that's have fun. Like, that's the crime. Yeah. yeah. Like that, yeah. that kind of stands in the way of the story being interesting, maybe. I think if the yeah, if the player had been like, oh, a fairy circle, um, I hold some blood under my tongue and put some sprigs of spruce under each of my armpits so that I am immune to all fairies. If like yeah, if their exactly. response was to kind of like use knowledge that existed outside of the game to kind of game a situation. But I think just like being amped that there's a fairy circle there is definitely fine yeah also I, just, I wouldn't yeah. be mad even if it was like oh if he, someone was like playing a hexblade warlock who hadn't settled on the uh with like the packed weapon you know how mm. you can like summon different packed weapons i didn't really do that with onyx but like there is an aspect that you can summon different packed weapons until you settle on one Ooh. and like if a hexblade warlock had been like oh like if the Hexblade Warlock had been like, oh, could be fairies, I'm going to summon an iron weapon. I think that almost seems like a Ooh. fun, that seems like a fun use of information. Yeah. Rather Actually, than yeah. like, <laughs> ra- rather than like, I don't, I don't know. It's, There's yeah, no I other think way metagaming to slice is complicated. It, yeah. This all just it, seems fun. I think, yeah. I think we're unanimous here. My judgment we rule is, in Emma's I'm, favor. I'm, I'm with you. This is not metagaming. Even if it was metagaming, it seems like fun metagaming. And maybe they were just kind of a boring group. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. maybe you were bringing some creativity and they were like, uh. <laughs> also, shout out to Emma, who I think listens to our podcast from like the mountaintops on like these really long trail runs. So oh, hell yeah. Oh, beautiful. That's so You yeah. should throw these goddamn players off one of your mountains. Yeah. That's that is true. You know what? These players should take the hike. Yeah, take it. They 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 should take a hike. They have been banished to take a hike. Uh, that Not is on their a hike sentence. That you enjoy? Yeah, a mm-hmm. bad a hike. bad hike. No view at the end. They need to go on a separate trail from you, and they're not allowed to metagame, so they're not allowed to have a map because that's no loop. not no loop that's not either. real hiking. So no we need map. to drop them off in the middle of the woods, and they can't metagame. No M and M's in their trail. No mix. looking at a map. No packing. Um, yeah, all no, right, that's cool. That's metagaming. That's metagaming. Sweet. Yeah. Don't do all that. Right, well, okay. So we sent them to a really long woods. hike with no food. Uh, the <laughs> wow. next case. Uh, that got severe. May it please the court. Hannah M. writes So I play a nature cleric with a custom herb or herb witch background. In my, oh my backstory, gosh, I canonically. I'm absolutely just going to be in this person's. <laughs> <laughs> you're a judge again. Oh, you're an herb witch. Um, yeah, uh, you're right. <laughs> uh, I canonically craft healing potions. It's kind of my whole deal. I'm proficient with healers kits and herbalism or herbalism kits, and I also own both. Spent multiple sessions meticulously gathering, buying herbs. <laughs> I've got to stop doing this. <laughs> herbs for a single healing potion. This is a very low level, low power campaign. I finally had everything and our DM decides I actually can't make healing potions because I don't have alchemist supplies. I never, I've never owned those and I'm not proficient. So how could I have made potions in my backstory then? So, 
Uh, suspect he just didn't want me to have that much power. It sucked because I invested so much time and all my money in the ingredients. I know the rules for making healing potions aren't super clear. Was I wronged? Huh. Hmm. I think that, I think I would need to know if you, I think this is kind of like a thing that like, if hopefully your DM, like if your DM was like, if you were like, hey, this is the character I want to play. I want to have an herbalism kit and I want to be like all about crafting these healing potions. And then the DM was like, yeah, cool. I'm into it. And then I think that that does kind of feel out of nowhere to say alchemist. Mm-hmm. You actually it, need an alchemist. Kit. I could I could see as a DM not wanting your players to be able to craft potions because I could see that being problematic maybe for you with like running uh, encounters. But However, you just make it really hard to make one. But it sounds like they did that already. Yeah. So that's why I my my instinct is to side with uh Hannah here. Hannah spent money, right? Like yeah. they they gathered the stuff they were meticulous over theoretically many sessions. Yeah. 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 It sounds to me like there was a discussion about how they make potions. Mm-hmm. And Hannah was very clearly going through and collecting these ingredients and everything. And the DM would have known that that was all happening. And I think uh, you shouldn't let your players' hopes get up like that uh, just to kind of take it out from under them. If you're worried about it, you could always nerf healing potions instead of yeah. 2d4 plus 4, have it be 1d4. Have them mm-hmm. be able to make super minor potions. Yeah, that's what I would say too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is really that is really strange. I guess also like maybe maybe Hannah was asking to make like greater restorations or something like that. It, so- but, like, it sounds like they're not like being a- allowed to make them. Period. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also I guess I don't know enough about. I guess like an herbalism kit. When I think of an herb witch, I think that you wouldn't need like alchemist kit to me. Alchemy is associated with the search for immortality or changing things into gold from my knowledge of it, whereas herbalism is like a very well-established form of medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, a thing that exists in real life. Mm -hmm. Like, you could gather herbs and potentially heal someone. You could make a poultice. Yeah. I could go outside and make a poultice right now if I wanted to. This yeah. case to me sounds like I could just a- chew up some herbs and then put it on Caldwell's like uh, bruise. I do have a big bruise. It's true. <laughs> you drop that. Yeah, hammer I guess on I think hand. of alchemy as like transmutation, <laughs> and there are so many herbs out there that do he- have healing properties. So I, I'm confused that you would need to transmute them. Yeah. I, again, else. again, I get why a DM would be afraid of having a player that could like yes. collect plants that then you could heal. But it but sounds like Hannah has been it. spending a, a long time and money to get this. And if mm-hmm. those are the expectations that were set up, then I do think Hannah was wronged. Yeah. I yeah. think Hannah was wrong too. But I think this is this is a case that I wish could be settled outside of the court. I feel like there's a compromise to be made. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I think agree. I'm totally okay with them nerfing the healing spells and like having like a total conversation ha- saying, you know what? It takes you seven days to make a healing spell or like mm. a healing potion. I'm yeah. cool with it being like it takes time for the, you know, herbs to ripen and uh, unlock their healing potential. But it feels strange to just say, no, you actually need another kit. Yeah, <laughs> I think. I mean, ge- the general D and D rule is uh, you should yes and people, or you should no but them. So you say no mm. but, and you Ooh. give an alternative. 
Um, that's interesting. Did you read that somewhere? Did you come I mean, up isn't with that, that that's just improv stuff? Because you can say, like, yeah. the idea is like, yes, and. You can say no in a scene, but you have to add something new. Right. So, yeah. like, the idea is always, like, generally, yes, and. But I guess and. they did say no, but. They said no, but if no, you No, but that, that's just kit. saying, that's saying no, stop. <laughs> like, yeah. you're, just, yeah. you're just stopping everything, which isn't helpful or cool. I think um, I'm that DM and I'm like, no, you need both. You need so much gear to make a healing potion. You need a medicine kit, a herbalist kit, and an alchemist kit. I fucking throw an alchemist kit their way, and yeah, then yeah. get into a fight with someone who has an alchemist kit and is using it for bad things, and then they can get into this cool fight, and then at the end, the they've retrieved something that can heal their party in small ways. This seems yeah. like a bigger problem, which is just about like the contention between the DM and the game they want to run versus the type of game that the players want a little bit. So it seems like the sort of thing that maybe there wasn't enough communication up top or like, yeah, I mean, it is. But that's why I think that like you can Hannah from the get go wanted to play an herb or a herb, witch. like right. that yeah. was the goal. Like <laughs> it's so committed to come. I don't know. I don't know. And I can't. It's, I now applaud it's a tick. Jake Irwin for his work. <laughs> it, it's obsessive compulsive disorder at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, like if I could imagine, like if I was playing hard one and I'm just like, oh, by the way, like I'm going to start collecting uh, mushrooms too. And I want to make a healing potion or something, you know, like yeah. if, if it's not in my character, if it's not in my backstory, it doesn't make any, it, it, it doesn't fit narratively. But this yeah. is, yeah. this is part of the character's arc. And I think yeah. it is also worth it to low, like low magic. It feels like that would if I'm a DM running a low magic campaign and someone's like, I want to fucking hustle and work to yeah. make healing potions. I'm like, cool, you get it. You get yes. my world. You're playing in my world. Right. The three responses are yes and, but no, and oh shit. You fucking got me. <laughs> Awesome. You want to buy basil? <laughs> you really want to do foraging checks? Awesome. <laughs> I then... really do think it's it's fun. Like I think we I play so much uh D&D uh that is exciting and awesome, but there is like a part of me that wants to play such a dull dry campaign. Dude, that's what that I we want. like literally just have to like hunt for food. Yeah, <laughs> I just I want to spend a weekend in the woods. <laughs> Playing at a table, just eating Cool Ranch Doritos nonstop. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> oh, that's man. that's what I want. That's a D and D experience that I still haven't gotten to have. Yeah, the, like, or just like forging weapons. Like yeah. if you're just oh. like, cool. All right, we're gonna spend the next twenty eight days, and you all are gonna uh, try to forge some new weapons. You're gonna try and you know. Oh, dibs on finding the ingots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, I believe we're all unanimous. Yes. Once again. Uh, Justice Axford sized with the herb witch. Yeah, we, we all side, we side with the herb witch. We side with the or herb, herb witch. witch. Uh, the honorable Caldwell Tanner sides with the herb witch. So all right. We are going to feed poison ivy Ooh. to wow. your DM. Oh cool. my gosh. They're going to mm -hmm. get an itchy tummy. Ladies and gentlemen, may it please the court. Bo Woodall writes, our party was exploring an underwater Sahuaguin keep in the middle of the exploration we opened our bag of holding to re re-equip our dm parentheses and my wife 
decided that the salt water wow, destroyed wow. damn near everything in the bag, including several high-level spell books we had discovered. How much does the esteemed panel think a bag of holding would function under these circumstances? Thanks and love everything you guys do. Wow. This guy just like I just like Raymond. I love that move. Yeah, this guy's wife has <laughs> given him a hard time. That's I classic Debra. Love it. That's it's classic like, Debra, man. You can't open a yeah. You can't just like pull it just out destroyed book. spell books. That's so fucking funny and unexpected. <laughs> you can't unzip your Jansport underwater. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta keep that shit zipped. <laughs> Um. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I think because uh, I think <laughs> I think so I'm funny and I mean. I'm fucking side with the DM because I, yeah. it's like logically it checks out, but also it's so funny. And when I've been in those situations as a character, it's like. Let's keep so this buttoned up. Let's funny. look up the exact stats of the bag of holding. Okay. 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 Ooh, okay. I, like I got to I'll. I'll stop. I'll uh hold off on my rule. Of my knee jerk reaction. Is um Brutal, with funny. Caldwell is to not open your Jansport underwater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're gonna ruin your math book. Yeah, it's just very funny to just <laughs> imagine just like so many dusty old tomes just like <laughs> oh. disappearing underwater. Here's a question though: like, what if before they went into the water, they prepared some sort of airlock system for the bag of holding, fitted it to the bag of holding so that they could almost enter the bag of holding via airlock and then get into it? I have to imagine oh, yeah. that you would know, come like up. If you put a bucket <laughs> upside down, upside down in the water. Yeah. What if? All right. So they get a canoe. And they flip the canoe upside down, and then you push the canoe underwater, uh, and there's green an air bubble shit. in there, and then you can just breathe forever. Okay, let me read okay, the bag read of holding. Okay, read it to us. <laughs> this bag has an interior space considerably larger than its outside dimensions, roughly two feet in diameter. Cool. Uh, two feet in diameter at the mouth and four feet deep. Uh, cool. The bag can hold up to 500 pounds, not exceeding a volume of 64 cubic feet. The bag weighs 15 pounds, regardless of its contents. Retrieving an item from the bag requires an action. If the bag is overloaded, pierced, or torn, it is ruptured. It uh, ruptures and it is destroyed, and its contents are scattered in the astral plane. Oh. The bag is turned inside out. Its contents spill forth unharmed, but the bag must be put right before it can be used again. Breathing creatures inside the bag can survive for a number of rounds equal to blah 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 blah. Okay, so this is a tough one. Uh, yeah, it wasn't torn. It was open. Yeah. It was I think, open. I, yeah. think, I think that the DM is within their right. However, I do mm. think it's a little harsh to be like, everything is instantly destroyed. I feel like were I the DM here, I would have maybe done a roll to see how many things were destroyed before they could close the bag again. I would have like maybe uh, given them okay. an advanced warning. I think there's like I ways like to mitigate this, but yeah. I, do, I don't think the DM is wrong. I don't I don't think the DM is wrong either. I definitely agree with that. Like it's brutal. Um, it really makes me laugh. Um, it's very funny. it reminds me of moments in D D that have made me laugh really hard. I do think that like with spell books, I like that they went after spell books. I don't think salt water would destroy everything though. You know, so like if yeah. we're gonna be realistic about the fact that water gets in, like salt water isn't really gonna destroy weapons or anything like that. It mm-hmm. makes sense it would fuck up a spell book, but whenever I've had water damage to like a book, yeah. there is salvageable aspects to it. Yeah, so it would be fun wavy, to be like, oh, yeah. let's yeah. try and like roll and see which spells you lost. I spilled you know? a glass of water all over my Calvin and Hobbes collection. <laughs> 
Um, and you can still read the cartoons. You can still read Bill Watterson's fine work, but it is like the pages are a little warped. Um, yeah. Is there anything I, I, more on brand for Caldwell than <laughs> spilling on a collection of Calvin and Hobbes? I believe it was the expendable Calvin and Hobbes or perhaps the superlative Calvin and Hobbes. I can't recall Damn. which collection specifically, but yes, I spilled an entire the glass of water is- on it. The spell book is so brutal too because like the wizard would just fucking lose. I think <laughs> this is spell. I think this is but funny think... and mean. Um and I think it it makes sense. I think it adds up. It does make sense, but I feel like it's unfortunate that it it seems like it targets a specific player unfairly. Like Interesting. The, it, mm. the if there is one wizard, I don't know what your campaign what like your party looks like, but if there's one person that depends on the spell books and their shit's destroyed, that really sucks. It, like, and the swords are fine. Whatever, everything else is. Okay. But water doesn't I, care about your feelings, Jake. But that's what I'm like. Sometimes it's fun for a party though to have one person get fucked up, and the rest of you are like, "No, we will make this right for you." You that's know. True. So like, sometimes it brings a party together to have one person lose stuff. And I still say they could have aired out the aired out and like some of the spells. Like maybe like it would be funny to have it like it's warped. So like almost you add like a wild magic surge oh, aspect funny. to it because it's That's like a fun it's solution. warped now so you like you're like a little fuzzy on the details now That's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, so backfire. it sounds like we might be we might be split on this one. So let's go ahead and go through and do our votes. I am going to go ahead and side with the DM here. I I think Justice Axer is going to side with the DM. Wow. Um Justice Caldwell abstains. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I, I have to side with the DM. I, wow. Okay. I don't like it, but my my scruples won't let me side with the with the player. The DM has that that authority. That's it. It's brutal but correct. It's brutal but correct. But I mean, I think also I hope that that DM is finding creative. Like it also could be that like the DM throws this in to put them in a really high stake situation. But I'm hoping that the DM is like coming up with ways to. Uh, solve the problem yeah. or yeah, yeah. I, I think also it really helped the dm that they were introduced as their wife because i was like oh okay this is someone you actually know so this is very funny <laughs> this is not like something if i went to a game store <laughs> or something yeah. and somebody was just like you open the bag underwater you fucking idiot um all, all your shit's ruined it's just like so different versus like yeah. This guy's know. wife Once giving again, him a hard like, time is good. Like yeah. the alchemist kit, I'm like, oh, another thing is like, oh, you introduce this thing, it's fucking crazy, but the next person you fight is like an evil an evil wizard, and then you can take their spell book at the end. There you go. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We have, the, we have, we have spoken. We have spoken. Um, we have spoken. Uh, no se- uh, oh, no sentence has been this passed. Is a, are this, we is pass tough, this is a tough execution. I mean, we, have, we have to. We have to execute. We have to execute. shouldn't have brought this case to this court. Um, we have to. You shouldn't have brought this case to this court. <laughs> we have to. Okay. Wow. It can be a light one. We are going to take your laptop bag and dunk it in water. Okay. <laughs> oh, there's you blood take, on my hands. Yeah. There I needs to be salt water on your hands. We need <laughs> you to put your computer, whatever it is, whether it be a desktop or a laptop, Put it in a yeah. backpack, um, mm-hmm. and then we're going to put it. Your favorite, we're going to put it in the bathtub. Your favorite collection of Far Side <laughs> comics and cartoons. That's All of your Far Side. In yeah, the bag. we're going to take your favorite book and your Kindle and just uh, <laughs> chuck it into the ocean. Yeah. Water does not care about your feelings. Yeah, the <laughs> That's right. <laughs> just if ask you take one thing away from today, it is how little water cares about you. It's indifferent. Water it is powerful does and indifferent. Not care. 
it's so funny to picture going up to someone at the beach and just grabbing their Kindle and frisbeeing it into the ocean. There's like a frisbee, just like uh-huh. it, like makes the sound of one of those uh, helix. Uh, yeah, there's like it so like many beaches stone. in California. I could go to one and then run away really fast and just never go to that beach again and be fine. Yeah, you that get or you it. do it, and then you immediately start digging a hole, and then <laughs> you put your head in the hole. What if? Okay, I've got a hypothetical for you. Okay. <laughs> what, if, what if you had to go to the beach? And what if you would be paid a hundred thousand dollars that you would split? You would split with the person you do this to. So oh, but they don't they know. Would, they don't know. They, they, don't they know. would be getting it. You have to go to the beach. Uh-huh. You have to grab somebody's Kindle. <laughs> Fling it into the ocean, <laughs> set up a blanket on the beach near them, and read a chapter of a book from your own Kindle before you can explain what's going on. You would never get that money. You would never get that money. I am a conflict averse person, and I would not, I would absolutely engage with that immediately. <laughs> it would be, yeah, I truly, I don't know the answer. I mean, it's truly so fucking much money. And the other person would be, I think I would do it. I think but I would you do know it. What's funny is yeah, there, try. Are, there's a large contingent of people that would be so confused that then they would try to grab your Kindle and fling right. it. So then you'd be hard would to read the chapter. It would be hard to read the chapter. You have to read the whole fucking chapter. <laughs> and you're going to get quizzed on it. You get quizzed on it. So you have to write know a it. book report on it well mm. enough to write a book report on yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> so they might just like, so you have to, that's the worst part is that you have to find somebody meek enough to let you right. throw the, their Kindle into the ocean <laughs> and not stop you from reading your own Kindle. Wow. Uh, and if they do, then you failed and you get nothing and you look like a crazy person when you're trying to Oh, and you don't it. even get to explain it to you them? Never get to- <laughs> you, can exp- you can explain it to them, but the magic wizard who offered you the money will not show up. So you just look like a fucking crazy person. Wow. Good Lord. This you seems like the best way to ruin a day at the beach. We could have got $100,000 to split. <laughs> you don't understand. There was a wizard here, you fucking you idiot. Fool. You, you fool. moron. I had to read this entire chapter of As I Lay Dying. It was what a Vardaman chapter. that you had to make such a fucking big deal about it? It's just, you could have bought a 10,000 Kindles, goddammit. You ruined it. You fucking ruined it. You blew it. Buy me a hot dog. <laughs> okay court is out of recess that was, that was our recess uh ladies and gentlemen may it please the court vinegar t writes i i as a dm wronged my players oh, i had a few players wow, wow he's I pleading guilty <laughs> pleading guilty, guilty before the question I had a few players who were RPing solo type edgelord characters. They would often question each other or be shady to the point where it didn't make sense for them to be on the same team. It also made it harder to write sessions for them. I got so frustrated with it that I basically called one of them out in the middle of the session for not playing nice. We're cool because we're friends outside of the campaign, but how do I avoid this happening in the future? How do you get past players who don't want to play as a group apart from aggressively texting them after and freaking out (laughs) Murph style? It's really funny to think of like Murph's energy, like on a, these 
on these like short rests and stuff translated to just walls of text <laughs> like Murph on like the Dungeons and Dragons movie mixed bag as one wall of text just the, the text the bubble hey man dot 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 and then uninterrupted uninterrupted monologue <laughs> you have to scroll uh, three times to get to the end of it um yes uh here's i don't know this sounds like a nightmare group i gotta be honest <laughs> yeah. yeah this doesn't sound the thing is is that as the dm you have the right to have fun too it's not just y- you know you you're the host sure so mm-hmm. you know make sure everybody else has fun and is taken care of but this is not at least I don't think it's not a job. You're not yeah. like needing to like, they're not paying you to do this. This is mm-hmm. your Saturday night too. You shouldn't have to, you know, run uh, the justice league of fuckheads with Raphael <laughs> uh, Wolverine and every other fucking edge Lord. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I personally played a character that uh, another character really hated in a campaign and I straight up called the DM and was like, do you want me to leave? Like, cause I, you know, like I'm, I, I will do that. So like, I think that yeah. the player should be open to asking you what's comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think you saying like, I think you saying like, yeah, like you, I guess, like don't send like massive texts, but I do think you should communicate with. Like, I do think that you're not out of line to communicate with them and saying, "Hey, w- what are you looking for from this don't, game?" Don't freak out! Don't freak out, Murph style. Freak out, <laughs> Emily style. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of be like, uh, "What you know? What are you looking for from this game?" Is this what's fun for you? <laughs> Are you having fun? <laughs> like what? This sounds so like you're not having fun. I gotta yeah. be honest. It sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, I, I love the "it's your Saturday night too" mentality. Mm, yeah, and it goes back. Yeah. It harkens back to Emma's question. Also, it's just like you have to play with people that have a good attitude that want to have fun because you can yeah. play characters that don't trust each other and still have a good time. Yeah. Like, and I, I think I think that's where like it's kind of on their shoulders to say no. We actually want to not trust each other. In which case, then if, if they're saying no, this is actually what's fun for us, not trusting each other. Then I think you just are like, cool. I guess we go PvP with us right. or something. Yeah. If, well, that, can, if that's what's fun for you, if guys. that's what they want, you can like as the DM come up with some crazy twist where where like there was reason for to sow distrust or something. <laughs> Yeah, it's just so funny to think that this poor DM is being like driven actually crazy, and the players are just like, "Sorry, dude, I'm gonna keep stealing from people and being mean." Yeah, but I do think also though, like if it's if 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 they said like, "Yeah, we fucking love this. It's really fun being mean to each other, um, and not <clears throat> and not having a story that we're working for together," and you say. Hmm, I don't want to do that. I yeah, think yeah. Well, but a lot right of the, I imagine a lot of that's... the anxiety. I feel like a lot of the anxiety comes from like, wow, my players are hating each other. They're not having fun. But if you get the feedback like we're, we hate each other and we're loving it, maybe you do. Maybe you're like, oh, okay, sweet. Like, yeah, but the DM, the DM that. is saying it's hard to plan sessions. Yeah, all but like maybe it's hard to plan sessions because they don't understand. Because they're like. Okay, you hate each other, but where do you want to go forward with this hatred right, of each yeah. other? It you does know? sound so like, like maybe if you had conversations with them about 
what they're enjoying about hating each other. Mm-hmm. Or like, I mean, this DM already stopped the session too. Like, it sounds it sounds like you guys needed a reset. So that's yeah. good. Like, this campaign yeah. is over, and maybe you like try to find some new players, or yeah. like you get rid of like. Yeah. If you can identify like the biggest problem child, you can just add one new person or something I guess, like, like that. Is this the sort of thing that could have been avoided by a more thorough like campaign zero session sort of thing? Like maybe more talking and chatting, uh, like not, you know, Murph style text threads, but like, you know, <laughs> I, like I don't some, do that. I like I don't do that. Murph style text threads. I don't do that. So not how Murph text. Don't fucking do that. Just like big long scrolling paragraphs. I'm extremely not online. I I I text the least out of everyone. (laughs) Yeah, if you look at my text conversation, my text history with Murph, it's just like seven Instagrams of cats that I sent to him with no response. (laughs) I have I have dad text energy where I just say K. Or like <laughs> very funny. Yep. <laughs> um, no, I don't but know. Yeah. I, like, it seems like you really needed to. Maybe you did. Maybe you tried to build out these characters and their relations to each other before. But like, and maybe your players just resisted that. But I don't know. I, I feel like going in, like knowing what the players want, and then yeah. like trying to build from there is a good spot. And maybe I, I don't know how it came together. Like if all of these players came to the table like with their own ideas or if you if you talked beforehand there's there's vectors that we don't know about but uh, it sounds like no i just can't yeah, I imagine play, like having a fun time yeah, as a game just sounds like, a like playing playing a game like Absolutely all right my character not. hates everyone and he wants to go off and do his thing I don't want to. I don't want to role play with you, if you DM, or you. If the DM doesn't want to run that game, that's that's fine. I guess it's just like you just have to talk to the character because if you're like, is this fun? Like, what do you want from this? Do you want to eventually be friends? Because I can try and come up with yeah. a common enemy. I yeah. can put you in a situation where you need to save each other. Or do you, what do you want? Yeah, I, as the as the DM, what do you, you are as the DM, you are having a party at your house, and so you are responsible to be the host. You're responsible to like yeah. provide entertainment and do stuff. You have more responsibility than a guest. But if people show up at your house and they're fucks and they break everything and they're yeah. assholes, you don't this have is, to invite them anymore. My like, character yeah. would steal your lamp. I'm yeah. sorry. Just, yeah. Get out. I mean, I Get out of here. I think it's like it's may it's different because we perform, but like I just always have so many conversations with my DMs to make sure that like I'm playing in the world that they want to make. Mm-hmm. So, but I feel also, like that's that should be true for home campaigns too. Mm-hmm. Also, with like, other players, like I don't know, we all will like talk with each other like after a session and be like, hey, was it okay that I did this? Or like, how yeah. do you feel about that? Like we, I don't know, we, we check in with each other too. It's important yeah. to do that. And it seems like no one's doing check-ins. Nobody is mm-hmm. uh, sending But they uh, might Murph like screens. it. Maybe they, maybe they like, maybe they like, maybe they want to kind of be against each other, in which case they need to make that clear to the DM <laughs> so yeah. that the mm-hmm. DM is, ju- is not just like, Cool. Well, I'm gonna try and plan a session, but uh, I guess you guys are probably all gonna. <laughs> yeah, I don't want you to have to freak out, Murph style. I, you know what? This wasn't necessarily a case. This is more just looking for advice. But I'm throwing down a ruling. We are we are going to execute your players. Yeah, yeah. we are. You, all uh, you pled guilty, PvP but you were found other. not guilty. Yeah, you pled guilty uh, in a non-case, and um, you were found not guilty, and we're going to. Um, Attack your friends. <laughs> All yep. right. 
we're going to make them wear uh, an extremely sharp pair of pants from uh, uh, Spencer's Gifts. Just like a lot of wallet <laughs> chains, and they're going to be weighed down forever by all the wallet chains. We're going to take these edge lords, weigh them down with uh, wallet chains, and then push them over their own edge. That's <laughs> whoa, <laughs> very wow. good. Into the water. Crush them with a <laughs> where block all of, of text. their spell books get destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's. We're also going to. They need to be holding their computer. <laughs> I mean, is there something to just? Okay, is there hypothetically something to just like? If these people want to be assholes, is there something to DMing in a fucking like brutal Asshole way? <laughs> and just like specifically setting up encounters where if they go up by themselves, they'll just be murdered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be. something. It's kind like, of funny. Curious about teach them that. a lesson. Yeah, just Here's... like yeah, try to draw them out to the woods and then murder them with a vampire. This is why you need friends. <laughs> yeah. I guess if you had the, the last... power of friendship, you would have fucking lived. But the instead, last you're here you with learned. me. <laughs> yeah, I'm a vampire and I have a fucking knife. Guess it's time for you guys to make new fucking characters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I think we have time for one more. So, yeah. ladies and it. gentlemen, may it please the court. Zach R D asks. Hopefully a quick one. As a DM, two rounds into an existing encounter, I had a stealth slash hidden monster join the fight. On the monster's turn, I had a PC roll perception and they rolled way lower than the monster's stealth roll. I had the monster move up behind the PC and multi-attack, giving advantage on the first roll for unseen attacker, but not subsequent rolls. Later, I read in the uh, player's handbook that in combat, most creatures stay alert for signs of dangers all around. So if you come out of hiding and approach a creature, it usually sees you. Was I wrong to give advantage for that first attack? <sighs> Isn't this what passive perception is for? Yeah, I think yeah. so. They had them. They I, had them roll. Mm -hmm. I think if their stealth, I think if their stealth beats the passive perception. They can they sneak, sneak up, up on, on someone, them. and I th you're definitely correct to only give them to not give advantage on subsequent attacks. Mm -hmm. I think pa yeah. passive perception is there so that you don't have to be rolling at all times, and yeah. that characters with good stats will notice things instead of just standing there like mm -hmm. morons. Um, Here's a question: If their yeah. perception roll was lower than their passive perception, would that have a I, I mean, yeah, there are times when, like, technically you should be doing passive instead of having them roll, but it makes sense to me in a fight that it's like, do a perception check. Like, where are you looking right now? Because right. a little bit of that is luck, right? You're not just standing still and noticing somebody creeping into your castle or something. I mean, in like a that. fight, yeah. I would imagine your your attention is more on whoever you're dealing with at the moment than, like, yeah. I mean, maybe your head's on a, on a swivel a little bit, but I don't think it's, like, to the point where you would notice anything coming up that's trying True. to sneak up on you. It's hard, right? Because if you think about it, you think about it as if, if a player asks to do this, right? You would be like, totally, give me a stealth Yeah. Check. Awesome. You get uh, you get advantage on your That's first attack point. and then yeah. your multi subsequent. So it's like if a player asks to do it, it would be an immediate yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This mm -hmm. goes back, I think, a little bit to our last answer, which is that the DM is a player too, in a way. Yeah. So like, True. I think if you would give that to your players, if they snuck up on somebody and you had a monster roll a perception check, you would allow that monster to come out and roll with advantage. Yeah, um, yeah. which is only fair. The DM might own the pool, but they still like to swim in it. 
Thank you. <laughs> You're they allowed to go in the pool, pool, but they're on an inflatable donut. But yeah. be, be careful in the pool because the water doesn't care about your feelings. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Do, do be aware that water will never does not care about your feelings. It will not coddle your ego. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't look to water for comfort. For your basic needs. No, no, no. Yeah. Except for thirst. Right. It'll comfort that. Actually, it will comfort your thirst. <laughs> it will. Yeah. Unless it's pool water. Don't drink pool water. (laughs) Drink a little bit. Don't drink pool water. If you put a spell book in pool water, the chlorine might further hurt the spell. It would, for sure, yeah. As a kid, I definitely drank a little pool water, and I'm fine. Are you? (laughs) You do spill a lot. (laughs) You do spill a lot. Also, every once in a while, pool water just drips out of your nose. (laughs) That's. I mean, it's allergies. What what do you want me to do about it? Can I say that I really like this style of question where somebody yeah. is telling on themselves? This is like yeah. absolutely my yeah. this, this yeah. is my kind of DM. This is, right call, here. This is Caldwell energy. Yeah. It's like this is, <laughs> the last one was Murph energy. <laughs> <laughs> this is what is Caldwell energy. Oh, yeah. love, this guy didn't even say like that the player died or anything. It's just yeah, like it's just like I, I did four the, extra damage. Just the like, player's <laughs> fine. They recovered have, after a long rest. But. Have a Pepsi, dude. You're fine. <laughs> From my brief experience me, of, of DMing, I go like I never play the the monster. Like I never use all the abilities that the monster has. <laughs> it's a lot. It's, it's beautiful. Just it's in. I think that this DM did th- something that was allowed and that they would have let a player do and the monster should be able to play by the rules of the players but mm-hmm. they're just a nice person and they feel bad and they want their friends to have fun yeah right i i just i know this feeling so much of like you do a thing like this and everyone at the table's like oh okay and then like 2 a.m that night you're just in bed being like i should have used passive perception <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just roll, I just roll around in my own filth, thinking how glad I am that I fucked over my players. <laughs> Which is crazy because I share a bed with them. Yeah, and there's so I take much a, filth yeah. in there. I take a little shit. I take a little shit, and then I put my hands between my legs and I just roll around. Ew! God, what? Why do you put your hands what? between your legs? Because I want to squeeze. That detail was I want to squeeze my genitals while that I roll around in filth. That detail was so fucking what? gross. What? Keep your hands what over I do. your head when you shit the bed. <laughs> Don't put your hands, hands between your knees. Hands where I can see them when you shit the Dude, bed. be normal. Keep your hands away from the shit when you shit the bed. Uh, it's your swimming pool. You're allowed to shit in it. That's true. Swim- and you can yeah. drink a little bit of the water. If you're the DM, <laughs> you can drink a little bit of the water and you can take a shit in it. It's your pool. <laughs> That's what the chlorine's for. Even if you shit in it, you can still take a little sip. Pool water, most of all, does not care for you. Actually, we really can't drink ocean water either. So no, both of, both a lot of there's a lot of different kinds of water, water that you can't drink, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> do your research. Do your research before you drink water. <laughs> Google it. Think twice. Think yeah. twice before you Be drink water. Skeptical of water. Yeah, <laughs> could have giardia God, or so your DM's poop in it. Yeah, <laughs> there's kid, there's um, parasites that'll jump up into your dick. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Candiru, yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's gosh. a weird fish. Oh my. Well, okay. So I guess we all we <laughs> all rule in... Let's end on one more. I don't want to end on parasites jump, jump up your dick. Well, we one haven't more, we haven't we'll do ruled. a rapid fire one. We haven't ruled anything. Oh, we okay. got to rule on we this one. Ruled anything. Okay, so we can end on okay. What we've been we talking can... about pool pools so much that I don't remember what we're talking about. 
<laughs> we uh, were talking the, about the, the sneak attack role. with the monster. Ah, uh, yeah, oh. you're fine. Um, yeah, we find you unfortunately, innocent. someone has to be punished. <laughs> Do they so, have to be guilty? Mm. We could just. I think you're him. fine. However, <laughs> we I have to wait, wait, stealthily just... attack their players. We have to punish somebody. I we, feel have, like... we simply okay. have to. All right. Yeah. I don't make the rules of this court. I don't make the rules of this court. I got. I got. I got the punishment. Okay. We stealthily sneak up to their players. Uh, and replace their water with pool water. Oh, mm-hmm. that's murder. That's, that, yeah, that's, that's fucked up. So I think it'd be fucking fine. gross. I think it'd be okay to take a sip of water and have it taste like <laughs> <water>. fucking chlorine. <laughs> this is a true nightmare in here. To so be like in the middle of work, not thinking, just pounding water, putting it down, putting it down, putting mm-hmm. it down. One time you bring it up and just get a gulp of. Oh man. I used to work in the warehouse and like on the floor is like a stock boy for a pool supply store. And I Murph still remember, wow, I do know a lot about pools. I, I just remember the stink of chlorine in that place. Oh. And the customers were all, they were all people who could afford pools. So they right. were like pretty like well Fancy. off. Um, and they would, I would have to test their water to see like what chemicals they needed. And sometimes I forget what chemical, it was like some very specific thing that if you tested it and this happened, they had to drain their pool and they <gasps> would just flip out on me. And I was like fucking, I was like 20 years old and just people like just fucking rich boomers freaking Ma'am, out on me. you need to drain your pool. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Did you ever tell? Did you ever not tell someone they needed to drain their pool? Because definitely were just didn't tell. There were some, so it, it was like strips. So uh, the color it would be like you know like a deep purple would be very bad, and that would be like okay, you're gonna fucking die if you go in your pool. Please drain it. And there were times it would be like a light thing, and I'd just be like, hey, yeah, buy some um bit of chloric acid or whatever the hell it's chloric called. Chloric acid wow, and you remembered. Uh, maybe drain your pool. Consider I, draining Whatever your pool. you do, don't drink any of it. Some <laughs> water's fine, but I mean, not you drink yours. drink a little sip, sir. <laughs> I remember one time a guy came up to me um, and he had, I guess he had found like a thermometer or something that had been like opened like somebody had tampered with it or something oh, yikes. so this dude this dude comes up to me and i'm like a fucking kid and he comes up to me and he goes does this work and i'm like um yes he's like oh this one's broken <laughs> like why are you lying to me and just started freaking out on me like i got commission off of like whether this dude bought this fucking thermometer i could not give a fucking shit like what this guy was just like i sir (laughs) calm down here's here's the thing about people like that because if i was getting heated uh at an employee which i don't think i would ever do but like if in the rare instance i was and the employee said to me sir i'm 20 i would be like oh my god you're right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. What was I thinking? <laughs> I will leave. Remember? Yeah. yeah, that's. I remember once when I was when I was like 11. I spent a summer doing. Um, I was like an umpire, so I would. Oh, be, dude! I was the umpire oh. at a, at like t-ball games. Yeah, where, like, right. games where the where the coaches would pitch to the kids. Yeah, the lowest. Like these kids are four. They like yeah. barely. They like can't keep their pants up as they're running to first. And I would <laughs> like I would make calls like safe out and dads would jump off the stance and scream at me like i'm 11 oh i told your four-year-old out and he was <laughs> yeah he also was 
I'm sorry, your four-year-old isn't special. <laughs> he was very slow. Was I was slow a soccer ref and I had the same thing. And literally my dad would have to come to my games to get into fights with the other dads oh they were, to defend me because wow. they were fucking crazy. It's like, insane. These people, uh, these kids were like four years old. And I remember they like the rules for this level of uh, kid was that like, if you, when you threw the ball in, technically you're not, your feet aren't supposed to leave the ground. And like, if the kid fucks up, you're supposed to have them do it again. But there'd be times where the kid would do it like a couple times and keep fucking up. So eventually I would just allow it. And the dads would be like, what the fuck? Like his foot came up. See, this is why you become a camp counselor. Because as long as the kid does not break a bone, you can do whatever you want. There are no parents. There are no, no parents rules. There, yeah. Yeah, See, it's this great. is why you work in food service. For <laughs> about people, I used, you know, but twelve I, years. No, not twelve I, I years. Maybe like seven years. I worked in an ice cream store too, and but we had what? we were like a specialty ice cream store, and sometimes I would give people their cones and I would tell them how much it cost, and they got so mad that I would just be like, "You can just take it. You go just walk." <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. So, anyway, oh is this helpful to your question? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, we already we're gonna poison his players with pool yeah. water. So. We already, yes, okay, great, great. Got or that you know, maybe we'll just take away their sneak attack next time. Right? We're gonna we'll have around a sneak attack. Angry boomers come and yell at them. Angry boomers are <laughs> gonna pool come. boomers. We're gonna have pool you, boomers. Pool boomers are gonna yell at you like you called their three year old out. Your players have to tell uh, evil pool boomers that they have to drain their pool. <laughs> Listen, oh we're not God. using we're not using Sahagan as a D and D race anymore. It's now pool boomers. No more <laughs> They live in the pool, <laughs> and they're fucking sick because you you didn't have the guts to tell them to drain their pool. It's too much mercury. Uh, okay, you know what? Uh, let's wrap this one up. Thank you all uh, so much for listening. Uh, we hope you had uh, fun listening to our two episodes. Yeah, uh, uh, D and I thought it was really D &D fun part. to hear. Yeah, thank you to the... from other people's uh, worlds, even though it was like in, you know, in the context of sometimes people having disagreements. It's still fun to hear people, you know traveling underwater and open yeah, a bag definitely. of holding or fairy circles. Or yeah, I wanted yeah. to be a part of every one of those campaigns. They all sounded very fun. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing. Thank, Thank you, you to our sharing. bailiff, Jake, for putting mm -hmm. together the uh, the cases and presenting them so Indeed. admirably. Of course. And, I hope it pleased the court. If it may please the court, it did please the court. I would like <laughs> to I would like to go on the record. If the stenographer can uh, make sure to highlight this on the record, it did please the court. The court just... The oh is. my god, the highest honor. Hold on. I, I've got my tiny little shorthand keyboard. Um, I will type in jizz. There you go. There we go. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Um, and you know what? Uh, uh, thank you so much for listening. Court is adjourned. Caldwell, why don't you take us out with uh, your little uh, uh, gavel? You're going <laughs> to spill that water. Caldwell's he's about to, hit, like a, he's about to hit a bottle of water with yeah. a hide your, hide your Calvin and Hobbes, dude. <laughs> Put it away. Oh, no. Welcome to Mix Bag of Holding, everybody. Mix Bag. Emily, getting low. This month, we're going to be doing another DM court because we've had so much fun doing it. So, without further ado, let's throw to the dungeon bailiff, Jake Hurwitz. All rise. 
<laughs> D&D court is now in session. The Honorable Judges Murphy, Axford, and Tanner presiding. Our first case, and may it please the court. Where did you pick up may it please the court? Is it a real thing? I have no idea. I think I've heard so. it said. I don't know. I love it. If you want to be polite, it's a thing. I'll say that. <laughs> May it please the court. I hope it's real. Why would like a murder trial ever please the court? Yeah, it really, Sarah, that really shouldn't you're please just the suck, court. You're just, you're just brown nosing for the freaking judge, dude. <laughs> and the jury. There's no rule in the legal rule book of America, which is the name of the book, that you can't call your judge sweetie. No rules says you can't do it. And may it please the sweetie, a parking ticket. (laughs) Our three sweetie judges. James E. writes, we were launching an aerial attack on a city we'd accidentally allowed some mind flayers to turn into a colony. Of course. One of our PCs has a cube of force, which basically generates a force field centered around the character which blocks things from going in slash out. After plan A failed, which was right, a polymorph pterodactyl, um, a PC with a fly speed activated the cube, catching the other party members since the PC was flying and the cube centers on them. They used it to carry the PCs to the ground. The DM let it happen versus forcing us to plummet to our death. So they were riding on that pterodactyl, but grumbled the whole time. Should the DM have killed us, uh, let us do it without grumbling or were they correct to allow it, but complain the whole time? So this guy had a problem with the <laughs> DM, DM grumbling. This is a DM after my own heart. Um, first off, I want to understand. So the because they carried the players, that was the players were benefiting from their cube of force. Is that the idea? I guess um, yes. They were they were on the back of a pterodactyl that got shot out of the sky, and they were all about to fall. <laughs> mm, mm. So this character activated their cube of force, catching the characters instead of allowing them to fall. Oh. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and read what Cuba Force does. That's yeah, that would cube really is help about me. an inch across each face. Submitting into evidence. Sorry. <laughs> reading into... <laughs> Thank you. The stenographer is going to take notes. May it please your court. little eyes only. <laughs> May it tickle the court. <laughs> May it tickle the sweetie. You can use an action to press one of the cube's faces, expending a number of charges based on the chosen face, as shown in the Cuba Force faces table. Sure. Each face <laughs> has a different effect. If the cube has... Good Lord. Insufficient charges. Nothing happens. Otherwise, a barrier of invisible force springs into existence, forming a cube 15 feet on a side. The barrier okay. centered on you moves with you and lasts for one minute until you moves use an action you. to press the cube's sixth face or the cube runs out of charges. You can change the barrier's effect by pressing a different face of the cube and expending the requisite number of charges, resetting the duration. If your movement causes the barrier to come into contact with a solid object that can't pass through the cube, you can't move any closer to that object as long as the barrier remains. Got it. Okay. Okay. So I feel like it's legit to have the cube appear. I don't know why it wouldn't hurt so. Like, wouldn't it just be like falling from an elevator? Like, people (laughs) die that way. Like, an elevator (laughs) failure is just a cube of force. Yeah, it's the cube of force, not the cube of force filled with pillows. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I guess I don't know how much force the cube would absorb upon impact with the ground. Like if it has an AC or it's, not. Yeah. I mean, it, but still you well, would this, take it from like hitting. 
doesn't this character have a fly? Like this character can fly. So if it's flying, then it can fly with the force. Oh, wait. Okay. So is, ah. is one character still on the pterodactyl? Oh. I'm no, s- I think no. they're all Pterodactyl. falling, but one character can't. It's like, I guess it's like similar in our campaign if I had that and like the Ring of Feather Fall or something. Oh, right? yeah. Falling slower okay. with, with everybody inside or something. They can't hold all of their friends because they would not be able to fly if they were holding probably even one person. Unless they were like tiny. Oh, I think I think I I, I said with the with the grumbling because I think even if like h- how fast do you fall? I think you fall like five hundred feet around or something insane. So there's no way like your fly speed will never match. I also think I would I would submit that uh, a grumbling DM is actually pretty cool. Like I that like means a you grumbling got one over. Like, DM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fun. It's like and cool, DMs sometimes grumble because they know them. you like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Consider that. Consider that your your DM actually gave you two gifts that day. <laughs> Yeah, because them grumbling means that you were getting away with something. I think that my my honest, well, I'm gonna weigh in and say that this item is um really confusing. <laughs> yeah, and maybe I, I just don't like the item. Because <laughs> what I don't understand is that it just like if if it's a force field that is just around this like this flying guy, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not it's not like they have to hold up the force field. It's not like the weight is actually. dragging it down yeah they don't have to hold up this force field i think that this is just this description is unnecessarily complicated if what it is is just a cube of force surrounds you it's just such an unnecessarily complicated i guess well okay so Mm -hmm. the faces all have different things so i think maybe i don't do you roll to see which one or do you get to choose i think maybe you get to choose a face okay so face number three says living matter can't pass through the barrier. Mm. Mm. So the idea, I guess, would be that their friends were stuck in the barrier with them, but it stays around them. It doesn't say anything about how much you can hold. Oh, that's true. Because of all of these clauses, there are ones that... There are ones that say living matter can't pass through the barrier, but there are others that say spell effects can't pass through the barrier. But so if it, all it was was a cube that spell effects couldn't go through, it wouldn't hold your friends. I, right. I, the, based on the way it looks that I'm reading here, it it looked at first like you had to roll a d6 and get a random one, but I think it just has six faces and you pick a face and that is what it does. So if this person knows that this specific face is that living matter can't, can't pass through the barrier, then yeah, that's legit. It doesn't say anything about how much it can carry. So it just stays around you. So you can just carry people around, I think. Do you do you charge that the DM shouldn't have grumbled then? If you think it's all about the board. Here's the thing. Even just, even just reading this makes me want to grumble. Like, it I'm, makes me want to grumble. I really did not right enjoy it. I really, really like, uh, I like mechanics a lot. They make me, they're fun to read. They ignite my imagination. This one did not do that This one can suck all. an egg. This one makes me like mm-hmm. kind of like, This can suck an egg. Grumbling This makes me grumble. <laughs> Seems like a really good item that totally saved your life, but we don't like... The, all the paragraphs <laughs> we're seeing here. So that's what I'm saying. 
See, look, yeah. look at us. Listen to us grumble. As soon as we talk about I'm this, grumbling. he just brings out the worst. This, oh. this That's right. You know what? You got all of us oh, grumbling now. This grumbling is contagious. Yes. My God. It makes uh, me want to grumble okay. even when I side with you. Then that case is decided. Caldwell, do you want to bang your gavel? Gladly. Thank you to David D. for sending us this actual gavel, which I am using uh, to determine the fate of this case. I will say we are ruling that regardless of weight, you must negate. <laughs> you were allowed to grumble. Very nice. Wow. Um, right, Every time s- we do D&D court, it gets a little more formal. I love it. <laughs> it really does. Next time I'm going to show up in a suit. Uh, we also uh, have to send it's a super harsh punishment because that's always what we do. So we oh, that is true. We think Once the DM the can grumble. So yes. unfortunately, we are going to make it so you can't grumble about your DM grumbling. So we are going to cut your tongue out. I'm Whoa. gonna just make you. I'm gonna make you. Every book that you read from now on is just the description of Cuba. Force. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Since you love Cuba Force so much, um, we are going to cast a curse on you so that whenever you open a book, you just read the paragraphs and paragraphs of technicalities of Cuba Force. I just really think it could be a cool item, and that maybe they just could have worded it in a more in a less oblique way. Yeah. The court is tough, and the court is fair. Our second case. <laughs> Comes from Laura G. My players forced, faced, and defeated the Moonlit King. And as booty, Ooh. I gave one of them oh, yeah. his hat, which is imbued with power of light walking. The Moonlit King Ooh. teleports from one area of moonlight to another within 100 feet. Many weeks later, it's the final battle, battle, and he's trying to run away from the big bad and tried to use the hat to teleport away. I had mentioned that it was day, but he argued that even during the day, there is moonlight. It's just not noticeable Boo. with oh all the God. sunlight. Boo. I, I Boo. Order. Order. I will have order in this court. This is the type of person who, when you say, like, uh, at at 12.01 at night, you go like, yeah, tomorrow we'll probably uh, go get brunch. It's like, uh, tomorrow? It's technically Saturday right now. <laughs> I think that I think here's what I'm gonna throw out immediately. Did we even? And this is gonna be first off. (laughs) That was pretty much no. The character died in the fight, and to this day he maintains that it was unfair uh, to (laughs) let him use the teleport. This is a mockery of our court. Okay, okay. It's a kangaroo court. Before we talk about how wrong this person is, because I have a feeling we're all gonna (laughs) land there. Can I just say how cool would it be though if another party member could cast moonbeam? They could teleport to that. Wow, yeah, that would that's be cool. That's cool. That's cool but as well. You just they, improved it. You that just is the only so cool. t- That's the only way for you to teleport during the day. Or on you moonlight. just, I guess, distract the big bad for eight hours, <laughs> and then wait for night to fall, and then oh, you're set. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You should you should have just waited until night, everybody. Just uh, you know, get him into season one of Sopranos or something like that. That'll that'll take up a lot of time. That'll take up several hours of your day. <laughs> it must be so hard when you're um, Murph and Caldwell. Is it hard when your uh, when your PCs use a cool item that you gave them in a way that it um, is not allowed to be used, and then get mad at you for giving? them a cool oh. item and not letting you <laughs> I think, use it. I think everyone has heard all of our debates. It is all out there. So I don't, I don't, we yeah. haven't gotten that mad at each other about stuff. I, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think that we've ever had a situation. I think I'm just saying that it's funny to get mad at your DM for not letting you use a really cool item in a way that it's not meant to be used. Especially <laughs> to, it's to like, to they run gave like you a that coward. cool item. 
You but gave also, me a cool item. I should be able to run away like also, a coward. It's, like, it's the spirit of the thing, right? So even technically, if you know moonlight, if 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 the moon is the moon is still there during the day, sure. But like, I don't know, man. You know what that item does when you read it. You know that it's that for nighttime. You know that it's for actual moonlight, not for technically. Yeah, things that it is will... like being like you know this this hat of moonlight teleportation. It's actually just a hat of teleportation. Yeah. So it's everywhere, <laughs> right? Yeah. The the way to twist this, the way to like allow this bullshit uh, and still, I think, comply within the rules of the game is you make them roll like a D100 or something and like 99 to 2, it doesn't work. But like if they roll a 1 on that D100, they just instantly are like ripped to shreds by moonlight. <laughs> like the small sliver of moonlight just incinerates their body or something like that uh yeah i'm so firmly i mean so far we've only ruled for the dms here but i'm gonna yeah. roll for the dm again i rule yeah. hard we couldn't even get through this question without booing your player so congratulations <laughs> congratulations to you your players should have had another person use moonbeam and then i would allow moonbeams yeah, yeah, yeah. moonlight I, teleportation during the day i just don't even think there is moonlight during the day like sun like it's not it's not there, right? But like, if it's not, sh if you can't I, see it, then there's not moonlight. I guess technically there would probably be some light like shining light off of the moon. And yeah. Light. Wouldn't it also, though, be like, oh, I have a kayak. If I'm in a river, I can kayak. And then it's like, oh, okay, you're, um, you're on a, a wet floor of a bathroom. Uh, there's a, someone has spilled a little bit of uh, of water. Technically, I that's kayak water. on it. No, yeah. there's yeah. not enough water. water. <laughs> right. That's that's a great a great metaphor. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, someone so, spills a glass of water. I kayak on it. <laughs> I have to let that happen and just grumble about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Won't you give me this kayak if you weren't going to let me row it through this fog? That is so funny though this player would definitely be like okay well fog is technically water so i can kayak <laughs> so through I can the swim, fog right? <laughs> yeah. um okay so this player i think um since moonlight is everywhere um we will curse them to live in a world uh where it is never night uh but to them it is always night even though it's bright as fuck um they're not allowed to use um blinds uh they have mm -hmm. to i have uh, one i have sleep one in the them. bright sunlight they also get run over by a kayak. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That too. And and, right. and they're never allowed to watch the film Moonlight. Oh. Right. oh that's tough. Yeah, How that's a good about film. That? Mm -hmm. Cool. And and okay, so they're never allowed to, Oh wait, they and they also aren't allowed to wear sunglasses cuz that'll hurt their eyes in the brightness. Mm. Mm. Um, okay. And <laughs> uh okay, that's it. Yeah, no that's sunglasses. It. Yeah. <laughs> The court wow, shows no mercy. Thoroughly, <laughs> thoroughly punished. Just give him life. It'd be it'd be easier. It'd be better. Caldwell, please bang the gavel and make your dog go crazy. <laughs> Very good. Oh, she must be asleep. Both of um, these questions are so funny to have um, DMs give people items and then people get angry about them <laughs> actually this is this is uh, a theme because this this next one is kind of similar uh really our for our third case may it of course please the court jeebus j writes i dm a campaign and after my party ripped off a casino they went on a magic item spending spree 
Cool. I perhaps unwisely allowed one player to purchase a helm of teleportation, which I think has made the game less fun. They are <laughs> able to escape from most threats with just an action, as well as bypass a lot of challenges in a very unexciting way. So when the party was defeated in combat, I had the villains capture instead of kill them and take the helm from them. But now the party thinks that I'm metagaming and too salty about them thwarting my plans. Fucking I'm kill conflicted. Them. Just wipe the party. Am I in the wrong? <laughs> order. Them. Order. No, how dare they? How dare the order they in this complain corner. after they lost? How dare you? <laughs> I wish I had some paper so I could do a court sketch of how angry Murph looks. Yeah, yeah Murph really did turn really you. red during that. I think I agree because like, <laughs> because like, I think that's a really fun way to deal with it. it, right? Like put them in a situation where it, where this thing that they love so much is at stake, you know? And if they, if they mm. lose that situation, then if you're, they lost that if thing. If your entire party gets knocked out, you should just be happy to be alive. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Was it like a tender moment where you traded your helm of levitation or your helm of transport, your helm of teleportation, excuse me, for all of your party members' lives? Because that could have been good. I feel like that's the way to do it, to make them like mm. have to barter because clearly this player loves their helm more than anything else in the world. And for them oh, to have to trade that it, that would have been, been good. really interesting. Not even putting them in a dangerous situation, but putting them in a situation where they there's something they really want to do. Mm -hmm. And do you remember when we went to, remember when we went in Bohemia to that like, a very um that that like greedy little hoarding guy um Bastion. like somebody Bastion. started Bastion. Bastion and Bastion was like give me magic items like I'll help you if you give me something that'd be yeah. a good way of them for them Trade. like to be like for them to be like for someone to say like yeah I'll help you for that hat <laughs> you know <laughs> that could be a fun way but I also think that what you did was not wrong yeah they got yeah. They, they were already done if they got their ass kicked fair and square, yeah, like that, they—that's like a consequence of. Yeah, so of you're absolutely, yeah, you're absolutely right. I was metagaming. I thought you guys liked your characters and wanted to stick around, but apparently I was wrong. Let's retcon that. You're all dead. Let's roll new characters <laughs> and start over. You're all dead. Um, and a rat walks away with the helm of teleportation. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah you don't have a helm of teleportation anyway because you're level one. And you meet in a small fishing village. <laughs> the decision is unanimous, and it is time to pass the sentence. Oh, Who will oh. swing the sword? Uh, you get... <laughs> my, the punishment is the actual punishment I suggest for real life, which is to just restart the campaign. Say, so you're <laughs> gang, you're absolutely right. Let's... You're all dead. Start over. <laughs> Our Start bad. over. The only thing that's different in this world is that helms of teleportation do not exist. <laughs> there is one, and it's in a highly guarded museum. Yep. It's Lord of the <laughs> Rings, you want except to put... now it's Lord of the Teleportation Helmet. <laughs> uh, I'm getting pretty grumbly here after all that grumbly Ooh. stuff came up uh, at first, but like, it does make me kind of salty. Like, There's all these players that just like don't respect their DMs at all. And it's just, mm. they have to do so much work. Like this person put together this world. They don't want you passing every single thing. All you have yeah. to do is show up and play and mm. you can't even have fun. You, you're like, you're mad at your friend for trying to make the game fun. If you want cool items, play 
video games. Didn't I didn't finish the. I didn't finish the. Um, you know the the case, but the last line is, um, did I make an unpopular decision that will make our more game fun with will make our game more fun in the future? Which really shows the benevolence of a DM. Yes. Like, they are yes. just trying I was to just, do the right thing and make the. I was going to say fun. that I think that that was the right instinct. Like if they're salty at you, they're gonna have more fun encounters because you took away this thing that was preventing that was taking stakes away mm-hmm. so like i think that they're they're wrong definitely Literally. i mean that's like that's writing uh, writing a campaign is exactly like writing a script like there needs to be that end of like act two moment that is like bad there need to right. be bad <laughs> bad things need to happen yeah, where the player's lover or helmet is taken from them. Yeah, exactly. Well, they they love their helmet. They love their helmet <laughs> yeah. so much. Dark Knight of the Helmet, it's called in screenwriting. I also think there's lots of like, like I feel like there's also like oozes and stuff that will destroy magical oh, items. Yeah. You know, it would have been really fun to just like subject it to some kind of ooze that would just uh, corrode the magical property of it. Oh, so make that it they like, keep the helm, but it like has like maybe it still teleports, but it's only one charge per day, and it's highly unstable. Yes, <laughs> that's oh, like the guys that stole it like fucked with it. Like you can have yeah. it back; they give it back to you. That's oh, and it just te- oh, that's so funny. Give it that's back to them, do. but it was cursed. Yes, that's, so that's mm. such a funny idea. Curse it, and that's it just, so the first time they funny. teleport, it yes. sends them this somewhere random. This pleases the court. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, plan that out as the next leg of your adventure is like. Let them break out. Make it like a little too easy for them to break out. They find a room with all the treasure in it. Oh, look, here's my precious helmet back. I love my helmet. I hate my DM. Takes the helmet, (laughs) tries to use it, send him to fucking hell. That's a fucking bumper sticker if I've ever heard one. I love my helmet. I hate my DM. (laughs) I love my helmet. I hate my DM. Oh, no, I'm in hell. Honk if you love your helmet. Holy shit. We should make bumper stickers. (laughs) <laughs> well we got the first one right here <laughs> yeah we do god i would i would fucking if i was driving around on the highway and i saw somebody with that bumper sticker after we after we made it i would i would make I them would pull crash. over do you know would what the most I would up, them. do you know what the no- most fucked up um bumper sticker we could be that we could make that would relate to nadpod is olaf dies in first <laughs> <laughs> oh my god any kid on the road that just learned how to read riding in the back of a minivan just look to your left and the movie's spoiled <laughs> You just get rear-ended by parents who are just like trying to defend the uh, sanctity of their you child's might, favorite franchise. You might get franchise. into a road rage fight you on might the side get of trouble. the road. I like to think that we could be the first bumper sticker company that is designed for you to put the stickers on your friend's car as a joke. You're never supposed to put them on your own car. Wow. They're entirely Pranker prank stickers. bumper stickers. Wow. Prunker stickers, if you will. <laughs> Um, well, guys, that's um, that is uh, the end of that case, and I thought we should go into a brief recess um, because mm-hmm. I have I've got an update from Calum of uh, Bohemian Map fame, and oh. also um, of uh, rotisserie chicken eating <laughs> on the Zoom. <laughs> Legendary behavior. The I was just talking about this today. It is chaotic behavior, and I love the energy. Uh, and Caleb actually has an update on the situation. Okay. Oh my god! Please, I am going to um, eat it up 
I'm going to eat it up getting my fingers so greasy, just like a rotisserie chicken. I'm going to rip the skin off and then eat the, the flesh inside <laughs> I, afterwards. I, I love the person who did this, and I'm pretty sure we still voted against them, but I loved them for doing this. I, <laughs> I, like, I, love, I, I love every side. I love I every not. person in this equation. I don't even think All I'd right. be able to speak watching somebody eat a rotisserie chicken on a Zoom <laughs> Feed me that fingers. update. fully would not be able to speak. Give us that The sound of breaking bones. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh my friend and I have agreed to an epic poultry-themed in-character brawl, much like Clegane Bull, during our campaign Ooh. to decide the ultimate fate of his rampant hen feasting. <laughs> I feel it may be the most important battle I ever fight. Someone commented, Claire comments uh, underneath him, Oh my God, we need an update when Chicken Clegane, or Chickle Legane Bull happens. Chicken Legane Bull happens. Did the rotisserie player? I can't get over wait, wait, the wait. phrase "rampant hen feed." <laughs> <laughs> can I? Beautiful. Can I recommend Cluckgain Bowl? Cluckgain Bowl. I did. I did. One of the reasons I wanted to bring it up was so we could game a name, and I think you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Caleb responds: Whoever wins Proceed. decides the chicken rule. Uh, and there is some chat that the loser gets a hen tattoo. It's absolute Whoa. anarchy. <laughs> so. <laughs> It just delights me. (laughs) This is out of control. So wait, all right. What are the stakes? Like either if uh, if Callum wins, (laughs) the other person is not allowed to eat chicken anymore. Yeah, Callum does not does not want the chicken eating. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So and if the so if Callum wins, no more chicken. If the other player wins, uh, it sounds like they can eat chicken, uh, and Callum has to get a hen tattoo. This other person okay. wins I no just... matter what because clearly they're fucking <laughs> cuckoo for chicken. They, they, get to get, <laughs> they get to get a hen tattoo if they lose and they get to eat chicken if they win. <laughs> <laughs> they, they can't lose. They're they fucking, have a hen tattoo anyway. absolutely nuts for it. <laughs> Odds are fully in their favor. Oh, God. I mean, I think that this is just a beautiful example of uh, the meaning of friendship. <laughs> I really like hearing this story is this is just how every every fun confrontation should go. <laughs> yeah. This is the beauty of D&D is you have an arena to work out this squabble. <laughs> squabble. What is like what's a chicken themed fight even mean to you guys? <laughs> <laughs> Would it be like um, a chicken battle in a pool where like they're are on they on shoulders? On oh, each I thought other's. it was going to be like a joust, but you're riding large chicks that's, instead ooh, of. Oh, that's cool. And then if you would get skewer, you would get skewer yeah. just like kind of like a chicken yeah. kebab type. Or you each get polymorphs into a rooster and it is a straight up cockfight. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. which I think you could skirt well. around the legal problems with that by actually becoming the rooster. I think that'd be okay. I assume I mean, it was like Street Fighter, but it would be like the Chicken Man stage, and so there'd just be chickens <laughs> kind of rooting the whole time and kind of dropping their eggs and like cheering. Another fun thing would just be sort of going for like a sort of lo-fi, um, slow hen caretaking thing. So like over oh. the course of a month, you have to uh, care for these hens and whoever's hens lay the most eggs wins the bowl <laughs> i Whoa. like that a whole lot yeah you could also you could do like the the like class in high school did you guys ever have to care for an egg for a week <laughs> yeah. uh, i think so yeah i went to an all boys high school and we didn't have to do any sort of responsibility or child rearing at all <laughs> <laughs> 
good, which in retrospect is maybe not great, but that's how it was. <laughs> All right, shall we return to court for another case? Yes, Indeed. good luck, yes, good luck, Callum and Cluck Gain Bowl. We yeah, we're yeah. we're clucking for you. We are, I, dude. Honestly, I would like live stream that if uh, <laughs> the Patreon stretch in, goal. Yeah, maybe we should talk. We should talk to uh, Callum and, and figure out what, what we can do about it. I don't even care if we do it for anyone else. Like, yeah, can maybe I just should, watch. Uh, can I just we, watch? Maybe we should live commentate click Game Bowl. <laughs> That's so funny. We do live commentary for Club Game Bowl. <laughs> if they do, if they do that, we, someone has to get a hen tattoo. We can't even. The, hen tattoo has to be on the line. We can't send the mics though, because they'll get chicken all over it. That's true. <laughs> These are expensive mics. To think of doing live commentary on a D and D fight is when the D when the DM already is kind of doing live commentary. <laughs> <laughs> we would just be kind of parroting whatever the DM said. <laughs> oh my God. I guess that's true. We'd have to ask the DM's permission if we could a... just if we could kind of DM the fight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh well, they would need like an impartial DM. They would need. Oh, Murph, you should DM okay. This. You should DM Clagain Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> DM Clagain Bowl. I don't want to take it away. From I... Their own DM is a impartial DM. All, that's true. All DMs are beautiful and perfect, and they are so always. <laughs> Oh, that's it pleases beautiful. the court. It pleases the court. We can do that, like then, you, where you get in, a, in the corner. Like that's what I'll do. I'll just like virtually oh. uh, massage Callum's shoulders or something. Oh, we'll, yeah. we'll be their team. Yeah, I'll be like the oh, right in their in the corner. corner. Yeah, <laughs> and instead of Vaseline, I'll just put chicken grease on the other person's face. <laughs> If they get a cut. A halftime show. This is so <laughs> stupid. We need to figure out a way to get involved in Cluck Game Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Get in touch with us, Callum. Uh, okay. Court is back in session. All right. Uh, may it please. May it please and tickle the judges. Uh, RJW <laughs> writes, I'm running my players through the curse of Strade. Strad? Strad. 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 Strad right now. And they've arrived in Valaki. Valakai. Uh, there's an event where a tiger... From a traveling circus is freed, and one of my players rolled very well on animal handling to calm the thing down. I believe it was an 18. The problem comes when the owner of said animal comes to reclaim the tiger. The player who rolled well on animal handing, handling wants to keep the tiger as a mount. I said he would have to persuade the owner. He disagreed and said he has to persuade the tiger, which he has through animal handling. I tried to explain that the owner has built up years of rapport and trust with the animal, but they refuse to listen. Happy to have this mediated by a neutral third party, especially one consisting of Pawpaw's legal aids. Wow. This is <laughs> so simple. This is such a simple question. This is obviously, there's precedent for this. This is absolutely Airbud rules. I know, I know exactly what you're going to say. Caldwell. This is Airbud rules, yes. plain and simple. The precedent exists. You and the owner need to stand preferably 20 feet apart from each other with a tiger in the middle and you need to make animal handling rolls against each other to see mm. who the tiger prefers. And, and That's would, great. And I would say the owner gets to make them with advantage probably. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to mm. say, I think that, I think that even taking it, I think that you're totally fair to be like, because also a wild animal from one animal handling check that's only an 18 isn't necessarily going to be a mount to begin with, you know? Mm -hmm. Like maybe they'll follow you around for a little bit, but like as someone who has had a lot of animal companions, getting mm. something useful from them 
takes time. Oh, yeah, yeah. T- a tiger's a wild animal. That you can't. I don't think you can fall back on your old animal handling check to be mm. like, no, this thing loves me. You, you've got yeah. to earn its trust yeah. over and over again. Yeah. I just yeah. saw all my cats like five minutes ago. We were all cool. If I go back out there, they might just decide they don't want to hang out with me for three days. And that's, <laughs> that's their just a thing that might happen with big cats. Y'all do have enough cats now that they could <laughs> rally against you. And, oh, like, yeah. They could absolutely... Trouble. Like unionize. <laughs> if the you backyard cats, if the cat colony in the back unionizes and says and decides that they get to live inside now and we have to live outside, yeah. the majority will do. be in their favor. We demand we one outside. wet bowl, one dry bowl, and one wet dry bowl mix three hours a day <laughs> in intervals. And you sleep on the patio. I, <laughs> I think that uh, you definitely could gamify if this person is like if this person's really passionate about this then i think like what you're saying is really is really fun like okay let's let's give it a chance um and you could if they roll well it could be like oh okay well the, you know maybe he is gonna leave its owner but it, it, i think that it's fair to uh even if someone really wants something make it still take a reasonable amount of time to work yeah, it's mm. not. Yeah, it can't be done with one roll. It's also more fun to do to do like the the animal chooses its master. Yeah, you know, like yeah. yeah. To like one build of the options should just be like fuck this. I'm I'm running into the woods. I'm, I'm free. <laughs> yeah, that's like, a problem. The choice is like yeah. It's the choice is not you or the other guy. It's like you, the other guy, or like I hunt because I'm a tiger. And yeah, also, <laughs> I'm your boss. If you look, if you look at the um like uh dm screen and it tells you how to set dcs and something that's like impossible or nearly impossible is dc 30 so normally mm-hmm. when you're doing things like having characters that they're supposed to fight or something you set the dc at something that is appropriate for their level but if the character is trying to do something that is just like impossible like this like yeah. talking to a tiger one time and making it their pet it should be a dc yeah. 30 it should be impossible or nearly impossible this tiger yeah. wandered over to me i should be able to ride it yeah that's amazing <laughs> yeah if if the person is excited you could like you know and they're able to persuade the owner i think that's all super fair i think it would be fun to be like throughout the course of the journey you're like okay like check in with your animal how I like mm-hmm. can, are you a step like we have like let's have like a threshold that you have to hit before you have respect and rapport yeah, you like know. I did with Kaka. Like it wasn't easy, but I think <laughs> it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the episode where you use Kaka as a mount. <laughs> it is it is very funny to get an 18 and just think like argument over. I win. I have dominated this animal. <laughs> the it's highest like, roll in a I game that high. you can naturally roll too higher than that and then also have modifiers that bring it up way higher than that to just be like 18 end of discussion also i don't want to tell this dm how to run their campaign but if this tiger doesn't show up as strad's mount at the end of the the (laughs) battle then like i don't know what you were doing like clearly clearly that is where this tiger should show up again greetings i'm the true owner of this tiger I also think that in general, like, you know, people people tend to take um, their D&D familiars for granted and use them for their purposes. But I think that, like, you need to be role playing for them as well and giving them character uh, characterization mm. to earn their 
like their presence in your story. You know what you can wow. do? You can do it like <laughs> in, good in in Pokemon. At least in the first one. I don't know. I I, I I'm not a big Pokemon guy. I haven't I haven't played in a while. But um, in I know in the first one, if you traded somebody a high level Pokemon and they weren't very far, the Pokemon would act up. It like wouldn't yeah. do turns and stuff. So if they want to, if they somehow convince this owner to give them the tiger, this tiger should be a jerk for a long time. That's cool. Like, yeah, yeah they're, oh agree. man, like they roll every single day to see if they're like still, yeah, if they're still oh. like uh, the alpha in the relationship. Yeah, yeah that's what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. It's like, or you have like respect for me. <laughs> did, yeah. Did you feed it a goat today? Because if not, it's mad. It's really yeah. mad. Yeah. That's a full time. What did you do to keep it from running away last night? Oh, you tied it up? Roll that persuasion check with disadvantage. It does not (laughs) want to be tied up. You're taking bad care of the tiger. The tiger is actually going to take bad care of you. It's going to eat your ass. (laughs) (laughs) So, once again, we uh, side with the DM. Wow, this is. Side with the DM. Unbelievable. Uh, What is the punishment? Player is fed to a tiger? Player. In real life? uh, I think the player is given to a tiger as a pet. Oh, oh the, the player has to become a tiger's mount. <laughs> yeah. I I'd pay to see that. I go to Ringland Brothers and see that. In a yeah, that's, Are you kidding me? They're, that that show is going to open for uh, Click Game Bowl, actually. Um, all right, let's let's go. Th- one more case, I think. Okay, cool. you guys ready? Yeah. Um, yeah. May it please the court. <clears throat> Turner T writes, okay, this is a question I cannot for the life of me find a straight answer to. Mm-hmm. For context, me and my friend have been doing 20 level, level 20 1v1 when we can't get the full group together, which I think is pretty fun. Mm. Uh, oh, in cute. one of them recently, yeah. he played an Oath of Ancients Paladin and I played a Clockwork oh, yeah. Soul Sorcerer. Ancient cool. Paladins get resistance to all damage from spells, but my Sorcerer has Elemental Adept with Fire, with fire so spells that did fire damage overcame resistance to fire. Mm-hmm. We argued whether or not overcoming resistance to fire would overcome resistance to all spell damage and eventually just rolled to solve it. I lost the roll but won the fight, which I'm pretty proud of, but what do you guys think? To me, this is like when you see two characters in anime like blast each other with like lasers from their palms or like clash their swords and they're locked in a struggle and there's sparks flying everywhere. And then it really is just the luck of the draw to see who gets like the blow in. I think this is just this is just purely luck at this point because you are like so evenly matched. So like it's like the red light versus the blue light and they're like going back and forth. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you just have to like ball it out and punch each other with your fists. Right. Totally. This is yeah. a really good question. And I think that as two people who are playing players, presumably, I think you want to rule in the favor of elemental adept, meaning that the uh, fire damage can uh, overcome his, like that spells with fire damage can overcome his resistance to all spells because as a player, if like that would feel shady for a DM to be like, sorry, can't use your special ability. Uh, you know, like if if it was the other way around, although then that is the person. That's a, this is a real noggin tickler. <laughs> <laughs> this one tickled the say. court for sure. It confuses the court. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm referring to the tomes. Yeah, Ooh, it does wow. seem like this seems like a Jeremy Crawford. We're breaking out the answer. articles, the old the Old Testament. I will say, while we're looking this up, I really like the idea of doing like 20 v 20, like player versus player combat. That seems very fun. That seems like a real, 
a real yeah. nice way to make up for the fact that you couldn't play with your friends. So like, yeah, it almost feels like playing that's Magic what... the Gathering or something. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, and that's what sparked my attention about it. It's like, oh, this is rad that you don't mm -hmm. need an entire group. You could still like roll some dice and fight your friend. That's awesome. I'm, yeah, I think after hearing all these stories about uh, salty DMs and players, uh, or I guess mostly salty players, um, it's <laughs> nice to to hear a story about two friends getting along and like finding a solution together for how to do yeah. this. Yeah. I am though. I think that this person is writing from the same place that like that I it sounds like both of them were like cool, we'll just roll super yeah. chill about it, but it does stick in your head and you're like what is the fucking answer to that? I mm, sentenced yeah. them to life I as friends to together forever. <laughs> <laughs> I see on Reddit um there is a a little debate about it and somebody um cites a uh, passage the lower from courts. the player's handbook <laughs> uh page 197 <laughs> Uh, talking about resistance, they say, uh, for example, uh, basically about multiple resistances counting only as one resistance. For example, if a creature has resistance to fire damage, as well as resistance to all non-magical damage, the damage of a non-magical fire is reduced by half against the creature, not reduced by three quarters. In other words, resistances don't Oh, so it's not stack. spells and fire, it's just spells. Right. So maybe it. But, so maybe it is just the fact that it's a spell and not the type of damage. So I over, actually think they only I'm, have they have one resistance. So yeah, not, but I think they have resistance. To, I think I'm. I think I'm actually going to officially say that I think that the paladin would still have resistance because what they have resistance to is spells. But the and that's all they have. And this person overcomes their resistance to this particular spell. No, because their thing specifically is for fire damage right so they're doing a fire spell they overcome their one resistance they either mm. have resistance to the spell or they don't right and if they do yeah. it's just there once they overcome it because it doesn't stack i think so i mean i think ah, this is a fucking tough one. yeah it's a tough, tough one yeah. all right you know we're gonna have to this is gonna be a real vote we're actually i think the court is split uh i'm officially siding with the sorcerer i think the resistance should have been uh overcome I think I side with the sorcerer as well because um, it just is maybe a little more fun mm. to have to like because otherwise there's like nothing that could. It's more fun to have abilities that then can be affected by other abilities, and yeah. the other version is just like, oh, this is just yeah. I think that's. I also where think I side. that like blanket. Blanket resistance to all spells, that sh that's something that should be able to be overcome by like a singular sniper thing, like just fire damage, you know? It's not like this guy yeah. has a, a power that overcomes somebody's resistance to all spells. It seems like you should be able to, you know, fire something that pierces the armor. It, that not, it's not like destroying it. It's just like allowing you to do something. Yeah. I think rules as written... I agree with the paladin, but I really like all the cases you've made about how it improves the play and makes things more fun. So I am willing to uh, not vote. I abstain. <laughs> no, oh I'm God, like, I kind of don't want to vote either because I'm just <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Let's do the roll right now to see if we roll the same thing that they rolled. Okay. You know, okay. like let's let's do the roll if it's like dice don't lie. This is actually how most court cases in America are solved. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't see it, but the jury goes back, and when they deliberate, deliberate means rolling dice. <laughs> Everyone is assigned a D20 and well, uh, $15 for lunch. I, Judge, Judge Murphy does not stand for this chaos. I rule for the, <laughs> I, I rule for the sorcerer. I, I want no part in this dice rolling. Okay, one through 10, it's the sorcerer. Uh, 11 through 20, it's, it's the uh, paladin. Please, okay. the court. That's a nat one. That is so far in the favor of the sorcerer. So decidedly the sorcerer. All right, then. You know what? If you're going to have a nat one or a nat 20, I mean, that's the dice weighing in as firmly as they can. Mm -hmm. So I got to side with those little babies. I am here to play their game and not the other way around. I side with the dice. You're merely the judges here on earth, but the dice (laughs) is the judge in heaven. (laughs) Those numbers are our jury. And court is adjourned. <laughs> court is adjourned. Uh, it sounds like y'all are both great players who found a yeah, fun way to yeah. get over it. But unfortunately, um, we do have to execute you with a fire beam. Whoa. Uh, it's just the way <laughs> the court Literally, works. I'm, I'm so going to, after we finish recording, be like, hey, Mer, if we want to roll two level 20 characters and <laughs> have does. at it. Oh, my God. Huh? Loser That's gets a night. hand tattoo. <laughs> I don't want to face you. Oh, yeah, the loser gets <laughs> a hand tattoo. The winner does get a chicken dinner, though. As the expression states. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. Winner actually gets another hen tattoo, but it's in a cooler place. <laughs> uh, sweet. You can eat as much chicken as you want while you're at the tattoo party. <laughs> uh, awesome. Thanks to uh, everybody who submitted questions. That was super, super fun. Thank you to Jake yeah. for curating them and for being our Always dungeon bailiff. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next month with another uh, fun mix bag. We'll be back with another bunch of stuff in the uh, you know between times. Maybe a little something called uh, campaign two. Thank you very much. What? Uh, Heard what? of it? Can't believe it. Heard uh, of it? Caldwell court is adjourned. Bang that gavel. Make your dog crazy. Gavel, nice day. <laughs> make your dogs crazy. Make your dog crazy. <laughs> make your dogs crazy. <laughs>